Hi, guys. Uh, before you listen to this very fun uh, episode of Watch Out for Fireballs on a game we both really, really liked, want to throw a quick thank you out to the people who have decided to support us on Patreon. You hear this every week, uh, but that is because it is true. Uh, deep thank you. Um, if you want to support this show, the best way to do so is to head on over to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv and uh, kick us a couple bucks a month, get on our Slack channel, get early release, all that stuff. Um, it is a cool, badass thing to do. And uh, if you do so, we will never wear you like a like a mask from beyond the grave. Wait, wait a minute. Where am ah, oh, my my chest? What happened to my chest? Ah. Where once the shard rested, the knight captain found only a hastily stitched hole. Who 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 are you? I am the narrator. I never never had one of those before, but it doesn't matter. I, I feel wrong. What is, what is this emptiness? I'm. You're thirsty? Did you do this to me? <laughs> Step outside and find out. Uh, mm. Hey yo! That one no man come from that cave in ages. Explain yourself. This thirst, it's it's terrifying. I, I bet I'm a vampire. Hey, hey, give give me your blood. All of it. Give but, it give, give but, my, but my blood's inside me, it is. Do you want me to put it in a bucket? Oh, that would be fine. So the lowly peasant put his blood in a bucket, and the shard bearer did drink of it, but did not feel sated. Oh man, what's wrong with me? I drink all that blood, and I lick the bucket, but I still feel empty. I mean, what, what, what is that? The shard bearer noticed a small can in the peasant's satchel. It was pink with white lettering. Inside was a brown liquid. What is this brown liquid? It, it air escapes when I pop the top. It, oh, it's sweet. <laughs> Incredibly sweet. What is this elixir? The shard bearer, having traveled great distances, now had an emptiness that nothing could fill. Except Tab Cola. I must have more. This nectar of the gods revitalizes me. Fills me without filling my waistline. <laughs> and so the shot bearer roamed the countryside, committing heinous acts to fill his dread craving. There was nothing too depraved, nothing too deranged, nothing off limits when it came to finding Tab Cola to drink from his flask of the betrayer. I've tipped over an orphanage's pot machine, and I don't give a fuck. Now let me lick it off the ground. He had become an abomination, the embodiment of pure thirst. He had become the spirit drinker. So, what do you think? This is the worst ad campaign I have ever seen. But it just might work.
My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is our retro games podcast. And this week we are beginning our discussion of The Mask of the Betrayer, uh, which is an expansion pack for Neverwinter Nights 2. Uh, and it was developed by Obsidian in 2007 for the PC. This is like our first five-part episode. Yes, it the, is. The if, you, if you count the appendix, um, it was not planned that way. Um, it ends up working really well because Neverwinter Nights 2 ended up being noteworthy um, and acts as a good prologue for this, especially for comparison and contrast. Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. Yeah, it's uh, more like Winter Nights 2. <laughs> taking up the entire winter with this stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Um, always winter. Yeah, I, I, I'm really happy with it, too. It's just kind of like, wow, it... it I, I keep looking back and I'm like, boy, it feels like I've just been involved in Neverwinter Nights 2 for, <laughs> for two months. several months. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, it's I, started playing, I, I started playing this right after BRGE. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's why. That's yep. why I, I haven't played anything else. Yeah. Um, and if yeah. you're if, if if you're tired of this, I'm I'm sorry, but what I will say is, man, Mask of the Betrayer is good. I don't want to give up the give up the plot here. But mm-hmm. there's there's a lot to talk about here, and I think that this is going to kind of like revitalize the discussion. Uh, please stick around. Yeah, if you like masked, you yeah. will like this episode. Yep. The the this um, is one mask yeah. that will not betray you. <laughs> this, yeah, this this podcast this pod mask will not betray <laughs> anyone in, involved. The um yeah this is this is great, mm-hmm. uh, and this this is everyone you know. My my sincere apologies to everyone over the years who are like Gary, you can't you haven't fucking played Mask of the Betrayer like <laughs> this is so up your wheelhouse like why have you not up my wheelhouse <laughs> yup it's right oh, up in there wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh no like, my wheelhouse <laughs> oh my doctor my wheelhouse um but it, it is it is so it is so uh on my on my page that yeah. like uh, that's also not an expression what am I looking for Cole <laughs> <laughs> up your alley up your alley up my, thank go. you jeez yeah. boy um, it's so it's so up my alley as to be ridiculous yeah like it it's excellent yeah. like this is this is a must play this is in the canon mm-hmm. um weirdly and we're gonna go into this you know it's really good that we played Neverwinter Nights too everything about this that's not like great mm-hmm. is all engine stuff like yep. this does not benefit from <laughs> You know, other than a couple things graphically, like does not benefit very much from from being what it was like. This would have been much better, I think, as just a torment, you know, or as an overhead Infinity Engine game. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, this is an immediate follow up to the main campaign. So unlike uh, Storm of Zaheer, which is kind of like a little side story, this actually uh, continues the story uh, of the uh, the Night Captain. Right. The same main character. Uh, you can import or create your own character when you start out. Right, and, and, and even if you import the events of Neverwinter Nights 2 are still part of your character's past. Yes. Like, like the, one leads directly into the other. They're set in different places. Uh, this is far from the Sword Coast. Uh, in fact, we're in the east um, in, in, in Rashomon, uh, which is kind of a, kind of an Eastern Europe, European kind of setting. Eastern, mm-hmm. Eastern Europe, Western Russia. And we're also near Thay, uh, which, hell yeah, I like Thay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like we don't get a lot about Thay, but we do get a lot of cool Red Wizard shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was really nice. Um, this plays very similarly to the main game. Um, so we talk about that for about an hour and 15 minutes um, in the last episode or the yeah. episode before last. Yes, episode um, 145. 
So we're going to talk about the differences, but if you just want to hear us talk about the engine and the camera and all that stuff, if, <laughs> if you're just listening to the Mask of the Betrayer episode, they're like, why aren't they talking about the camera being shitty? Uh, we, we, we talked about the camera being shitty enough in, in that section. Right. We're going to talk about how this is different. And there are some subtle and important differences to kind of the gameplay part of this. It's not just the writing and story. Right. Yes. Uh, and and uh, I put this at the end of the generalities, but like a lot of those, it just makes sense to talk about when we get to them because they're pinned to plot. Well, they're introduced. Yeah, they're introduced slowly. Yes. Um, other than the resting mechanic, right, uh, which is yeah. which we we can get out of the way real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just just to, for completionism. So in Neverwinter Nights two, uh, your characters take a knee for five seconds, and that's what resting <laughs> is. Yep. Um, in Mask of the Betrayer, it is D and D rules where it takes eight hours. Right. And uh, you can choose to rest or just advance the clock because there are some time dependent events. Um, you can be interrupted by random encounters, mm-hmm. uh, similar to the final dungeon of Neverwinter Nights two. Yes. But it is that way everywhere and mm-hmm. the reason being is that time ends up being kind of important yeah um, not just for those timed events but also kind of a ticking clock which we'll get to yeah um so in addition to this new campaign uh the expansion pack added some new races and classes that i didn't realize were new um when i played neverwinter nights 2 didn't realize what was in the base game and what was not so things like um uh, spirit shaman um i think warlock is also here like just uh and a whole bunch of new prestige classes along with races like half drow and uh ganasi uh plain touched kind of people um those are added as well along with a bunch of feats and stuff i think uh warlocks were in the main game because okay. that's what um uh oh, sure. yeah that's what amadro is yeah yeah the um so the but yeah they introduced some classes and if you play just never nights you get the gold version you can play with those classes in the base game which is pretty cool yeah yeah um, it also adds, uh, this is where uh, strategy mode came from. Yep. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, that was not introduced in the game. So, yeah. uh, you know, that is, it didn't end up being the way that I ended up playing through, but I wish I had gotten used to it instead of what I did instead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, so w- w- would that be in the case? I'm just <laughs> the entire first episode. I'm like, man, I don't understand why people had such a problem with this. Like strategy view is kind of okay. If you just had exploration and character mode. Oh mm. God. How did people? How did people even buy Neverwinter Nights two? Neverwinter Nights yeah. two without that? Huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I, I went through it with just character mode. Yeah, like, you can make it work. You just had to fiddle with it a lot. Yeah. And it's never great. Mm-hmm. Um. You know. And this is uh, it's it's very very it's a very strange decision not to <laughs> have a mode that emulated Baldur's Gate in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Initially, and that's like these these games, these this middle period Bioware stuff, you know, is <laughs> is very strange. Like I understand it's not developed by Bioware, but blah blah blah. Um, yeah. you know, of that same line. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So this is um as a, this is an expansion and like kind of an old timey PC version, like a DLC, like extra level thing. Um, this tells a very cohesive story, um, and it reminds me actually like speaking of the this kind of lineage it reminds me a lot of dragon age awakenings yes um in that it is like this is a much better story that has almost everything i was missing from the main game and is limited to a few locations you know it, it's like this is much shorter like i don't know what the play clock is it's like 18 it's, hours or something like that yeah it's you know or even maybe a little bit less it's like 15 hours it's not very long but it tells like you know you go to the same places it's much more contained and personal mm-hmm. uh, and therefore better yeah yeah um, um like but- but it doesn't feel it doesn't lack for like epicness or scope, right? No, like no, it's just like a personal epicness, though. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it's great in that respect. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't, uh, you know, there's not like this big world-ending threat that's so abstract. It is a world-ending threat that somehow is the game is about getting <laughs> to know it. Yeah, and that's the best. Like that's you know, see the the you know the recent um, bonfire side task we we're talking about the end kind of antagonist being something that you get to know through the whole game. That being a really strong mm-hmm. structure. Yeah. Uh, 
And there's, you know, there's a little bit of that. They introduce that kind of clumsily in the main game, you mm-hmm. know, when you start learning the backstory of the, the Shadow King or the Lord of Shadows or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but here it is right. You're immediately tied into it. The entire game is about learning about this thing. And it's actually a really cool thing, too. You know, it could have been like a, a kind of a wet fart of a, a, you know, not worth learning about. Yeah. Uh, but this is this is very much worth learning about. Yeah. Um, and this also this is also aided by having a much smaller cast um, that you have to kind of exercise a lot more care in uh, getting to know and, and uh, you know, taking care of them because influence is a huge deal in this game. Yes. It was a big deal in in the, in the in the main game, you know, like that final scene at the end where we talked about your party splitting up depending on if they like you or not. Um this gets down to like how much they're going to reveal information. It gets down to uh side quests that you're able to do. Um and there are times even where if you have high enough influence with somebody, they will step in and like help you with your checks. It just feels yeah. so much more integrated and cohesive. And man, this cast is really really good. The um it's also you get gameplay benefits. Like so if you pump up uh, – you'll get perks and your companions will get perks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, So you get a mechanical reward. It does that kind of Obsidian Alpha Protocol thing mm-hmm. of rewarding rewarding that. Um, I don't know you know, when in the, the long enough timeline it would have to be for you to get a chance to play it. But Tyranny is great about that. Yeah, I yeah. am. Yeah, Tyranny does that very, very well. And this, the, you know, this, this does it very, very well as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the kind of dialogue and, and the way that the story moves along um, is much more malleable depending on your alignment specifically. So you're always doing the same basic things, but the flavor of it um, is very dependent on that. I, you know, I played through good, as a good player, and then uh, time kind of got away from me. I don't have a really good excuse for this. I meant to read like a complete Let's Play of an evil playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, started reading it and did not get a chance to... Yeah. Yeah. to complete it um but uh it is you know it makes it it's like the, those uh you know like a, a big light casting a really long shadow kind of thing yeah, yeah. you know where uh that torment does where it's like the acts of good you're doing are huge but the acts of evil you're doing are like totally stomach churning yeah and some of the dialogue <laughs> and the evil choices in this are is like amazing yeah, just, just like ah, oh. yeah, amazingly vile and cruel to the point where I I knew you were rolling through with, with a with a good character and I'm more more neutral. And I thought, well, for for variety for the play, I would like to you know try try and play a little bit different. Um, I couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I'm probably only going to get one shot at playing this, and I don't want to play it feeling sick. That's <laughs> and again, that's that's a trick that has you know that's that's very rare. Right. You right. know, like we talked about that in the Torment episode, like how hard it is to play an evil playthrough of Torment, uh, you know, and this has that same kind of thing. And like I, I get really into uh, just, you know, the 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 power fantasy of, of <laughs> like just reading about, you know, I don't necessarily play that way usually when I play, but of just like being pretty, pretty vile. Like the part mm-hmm. of me that like, you know, you watch Breaking Bad and you realize that like Walter White is not a good guy at all mm-hmm. but you still take a little pleasure when he says something really badass <laughs> you know it's like even if it's it's a cliche and stuff there's like a lot of pleasure in the i'm the one who knocks line right right you know it became it became a ridiculous meme but like when it happens it's exhilarating you know <laughs> and this this game if you're playing as kind of a you know as a monster in this uh there are lines that are of similar weight yeah you know that even if I don't deliver them, just seeing them on the screen, just like oh shit, yeah, like you like, know like, that that is a possible way that this could that this could go. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. very strong. Yeah, and uh, it's it's not just like cackling, you know, twisting my mustache as I, you know, as I watch the world burn, kind of stuff. Like it is incredibly petty. Like it's like, petty and specific. Yeah, you know, it's sadistic and yeah. and like uh, 
you know, and again, this is not just the entire game. If you're listening to that and you're like, why would anyone want to play this game? That's full of sadism. It's it's one path, right. you know, that you can you can take through it. But just allowing for that uh, and th- that relates to. So what's actually happening, what we're going to talk about in the plot and the reason why your character is set up in this, like not only could that be just how you want to play, it could also be the influence of this thing. There's like mm-hmm. different ways to role play it. Yeah. You know, and this can be the story of instead of being the story of uh, this character who got kind of stuck in this shitty situation overcoming it it can be the story of this person succumbing to it and being an awesome villain origin story <laughs> like this is like the bird like this you can play this as like the, the the text of a codex in a later game that explains the existence of the the emboss yep you know this can be the the origin story of the emboss of a, another game mm-hmm. um, yeah. in a very direct way and that's so cool yeah and deciding what your relationship with this this is and how much influence you're going to let it have over you is a is a huge part of not just the ending but kind of just your relationship with the characters that are helping you along yes and as we mentioned you know one of the things that we lamented in the last one is like oh the, all of this stuff it's doing with my companions and betrayal and stuff is very cool it'd be much stronger if i cared about any of the characters uh, these are great characters, yep. and it's very easy to care about the companions in this one. So <laughs> it actually, you know, in many ways, it is weird that it is the same company. <laughs> you know, it, there, it's not, you know, like, it's not night and day, because I don't consider Never Winter Nights 2 to quite be night. Right. You know, but I think I said this in one of the episodes. It's like evening and day. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is this evening and, su- and absolute noon sunrise. Like, this is great. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so as we mentioned, this follows right after the uh, the events of the main game. Our, uh, our, our fella, our, or lady, or whatever, uh, main character, had defeated the Lord of Shadows. I think Lord of Shadows is a Castlevania game. The King of Shadows. Um, and the temple collapsed around them, thinking that we were, you know, everybody was dead. Uh, they were like, hey, that's the end of the game. But no, you wake up in this very strange uh, kind of chamber surrounded by these runes. And there's a narrator, which is kind of strange, who kind of talks about how there's this pain in your chest and how, you know, the the shard has been kind of ripped from you and then stitched together by an unskilled hand. And it lays out right away that there is there is something different, something off. There's a hunger inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. And initially, I just thought this was, you know, missing the crystal. Yes. Like there's the shard, you know, <laughs> um, and the narrator payoff is actually very good too. just to throw a fireworks. Fa- another fi- there's gonna be lots of fireworks factories, but yes. to throw a fireworks factory at the end of this, like, yeah. um, so you, you're kind of lying in pain and, uh, this character, uh, Sophia, uh, comes to find you. Um, so she is a red wizard. Um, she's bald mm-hmm. and, uh, she, uh, says like, Hey, this is very dangerous. This is the barrow to a God that does not like letting things get in or out essentially. Right. Um, this is a, like kind of a spirit. A spirit cave mm-hmm. kind of uh, thing. So I will say um, this encounter and a lot of your stuff, like basically nothing in the game changes if you decide to prestige as a red wizard, which is a little okay. bit of a bummer. I was expecting it to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of bummed out that it didn't. Yeah. I mean, so. the, the red wizard is really good, especially if you understand the specializations that you're going to make. But yeah, there isn't like, oh, wait a minute, you're a student of such and such. It's just one of those things that isn't squared by the fact that yeah. the, you know, the first game takes place. Like you grew up on the Sword Coast. You've never gone to Fae. How could you be a red wizard? Yeah. yeah. Anybody who puts it on a red or a robe is just <laughs> yeah. like, like they, I they, put on a captain's hat, Cole. This is my boat. They should have just called it wizard with discipline. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like angry, angry wizard. <laughs> the, um, yeah. And, uh, there's also another little thing, and this is a very minor, uh, point, but if, uh, at this point, you know, if you rolled a caster, which mm-hmm. I have, um, and you did, yes. um, it takes a long time to get like a tank. Yeah. Uh, in this game or to get like a fighter. 
Um, and, um, so and depending on what you do, sometimes you might not. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You you could you can not get one for well, you eventually can get one through that other path. That takes a very long time. Right, right. Well, I just uh, um, I didn't really bother with it, but like at this point, so this is high level play. Um, you know, you you start at eighteen if you roll a new character. I came in here at twenty, um, maxed out. Basically, all of my tanking was handled by uh, summons. Everybody yeah. in my party could summon somebody, so it was like that was just part of the opening macro. Yeah. It's it just kind of to me, it made it a little bit like one of the things I like about D&D based games is party composition mm -hmm. and this by limiting the scope of companions uh, and, you know, controlling them, I guess, you know, the uh, just you, you need a fighter, you know, more than you need a caster mm -hmm. in encounters generally. And like Neverwinter Nights 2 by having Kelgar be the first person you run to, I think that's probably smarter. Yeah, it's a wise move. Um, you know, than this and this for story reasons, this had to be. Yeah, yeah. Sophia, and she has to be a red wizard for story reasons. Like, there's nothing arbitrary <laughs> in this game. Yeah. But it did mean that initially, it wasn't like it was tricky. It was more like it became a little tedious, mm -hmm. you know, because of that summoning loop and and everything. And the uh, so just spending everything, yeah. just like bringing up somebody. And, and also with uh, with the with the resting mechanic being the way that it is, having a party full of casters, yes. um, and having to manage uh, replenishing your spells like that uh, can be a little bit tiresome as well. Um, it's bizarre because they kind of shore up one of these little weaknesses. Um, she can summon, she has a familiar, uh, who's different from most familiars is named Kaji and he can talk. It's like a little gargoyle hom homunculus. Um, and he has some basic rogue abilities. Um, so yeah. if you don't roll as a rogue or if you don't have knock, um, you, you know, Kaji coming along, it helps you, helps you do those roguelike things. However, that doesn't really show up too much. And you'll, you'll never, you can't, there are locks you won't be able to unlock with Kaji right. or with knock. Uh, you know mm -hmm. that you have to have a high level rogue to get through, and if you don't roll one, you just don't get those in the in this game, really, right. which is fine. Um, Kaji has a really annoying voice. Yep. <laughs> and Kaji is uh, this kind of shows this is actually important. Uh, Sophia can make these kind of constructs, like she can make these kind of golems and stuff, and that mm -hmm. turns out to be uh, relevant to her background. Yeah. She, uh, we uh, don't know that yet, but she, she's a specialist, I believe, in abjuration or transmutation, one of those two. Um, so as you're, um, kind of heading out of here, you know, with her, she's kind of like, Hey, trust me, come with me. Um, uh, you confront this wolf. And so this whole barrow, um, and most of Rashomon is kind of filled with these animal spirits, right? Um, and this wolf comes up and says, Hey, there's a beast got above. And then as this poor little pupper's talking, uh, out from above you, um, comes this incredibly cool looking eldritch beast. That kind of like pops yeah. out of your back, has like tentacles and legs and stuff. Looks like a like a cross between a between like an insect and a and a squid almost or something. It's like a like centipede that. on its back. Yeah, yeah. Like it just um, and this is surprising and weird. <laughs> you know when this happens, like I went into this, I didn't know anything. Me, me, me about me about this game, and that's a really cool way to go into it. So I guess <laughs> now is the time. Like I know people, there are people who will never get over the interface and never win a night two to play this, but it mm -hmm. is highly recommended. Um, if not, you're just gonna listen to us talk about it. That's fine. But, mm -hmm. uh, this is, this was a cool surprise and there are many, yeah. um, because that, that emptiness isn't just, it's, it's not just the, the, the absence of the shard, which you have, you've had in you for your entire life. No, it has something to do with this. And this beast emerges to kind of devour and obliterate, um, the, the, the spirits, right? Yes. Um, and that plays into the cosmology that like this gets explained kind of slowly, but initially this idea that you were actually, taking this thing's essence or soul and just getting rid of it. Mm -hmm. You know, things in, in D and D, uh, when you die, you go to different planes, there's an afterlife. Right. 
in D and D, and essentially, so you're you're eating its soul, right? Like and, it doesn't and, it doesn't want to use those terms, but you're literally just making it as if it never, you know, it's the only way to have oblivion, right? You know, mm-hmm. and so it's a it it is a tremendous uh, a tremendous violence that you're visiting upon upon things, kind of not on your you know of your own volition a lot of the time. Um, in, in in addition to this, uh, when you wake up, you're weakened. There's like something something wrong with you you know yeah. obviously something's wrong with you but your stats are diminished as well um and yes. it's going to be like that for the entire first chapter until we into in, until there's a big new mechanic uh, introduced in chapter two and the um just seeing the this uh the spirit eater thing pop out uh, and a couple other parts in the barrow like it's immediately signaled that this game has art direction in a way that Neverwinter Nights 2 didn't <laughs> yep <laughs> uh you know like Neverwinter Nights 2 is a very like generic fantasy set and that was intentional uh, this is there are some weird kind of like when you find the first slab with the bear skeleton mm-hmm. laid over it like there's some kind of weird little set pieces and stuff and they crank that way up yeah later on where it's like oh you know we can make this just because we don't have tons of you know polygons we can't make this super high fidelity art direction is a thing mm-hmm. and like this is the game that remembers that and actually mm-hmm. you kind of move through some pretty cool environments it, uh, in this game it feels like because this was an expansion they didn't feel uh, the, it didn't feel necessary for them to make everything out of assets that could be recombined um in the creation in the aurora yeah. yeah so like like there's like <laughs> a, a giant plinth with a bear skeleton laid out on it i can't imagine that fitting into too many settings but like they they saw fit to put it in here because of the story they were telling what that just makes me that those uh bear skeleton things like and this isn't even a thing for a short story, but, you know, somebody's like a hunter and they have a bearskin rug and then they wake out the next day and it's a it's the this. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like their rug has been replaced with like a skeleton rug of the same type. It's weird. Because <laughs> skeleton rug would just be a sculpture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A sculpture you can trip on. Yep. Um, um, so you eat this wolf and, and, and Sophia is obviously kind of horrified and confused yeah. by this. Um, it's very quick that like she's, you know, she's saving you. She has your best interest in mind, but she doesn't know the full picture. Right. Um, we run into there's this kind of weird. This feels like a dangling thread to me. Yes. Um, there is this ice elemental you run into um, and it's guarding the this treasure. And Sophia says, hey, you know, it says, uh, you know, I was put here kind of through a geese. Um, I just need, you know, somebody to command me to do things. I need commands. You can be my master if you want to be my master. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sophia's like, don't do it. <laughs> they'll, they'll betray you they're they're they will they're flighty um but you can just do it and nothing happens right um, <laughs> like, this, this yeah. is how you avoid a fight so you can get an offering to burn later yeah um it's also you never want to summon this thing because it's particle effects that will get in the way of your camera and like oh, it, like make it hard to see anything yeah uh, even from above even when i went to strategy mode like there's just like it's just a big collection of icy particle effect things yeah gross and fog so it's like very hard to do anything with this ice elemental yeah. it was it was also weaker than elementals i could summon on my own yeah 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 this is yeah this this is a weird disconnected thing <laughs> um but yeah so this this whole place has been kind of sealed in by um by whoever has left you here right um you know as sophia has has gone in here uh the entire place is kind of uh closed off so you have to figure out how to get out and your tr- your travels can actually take you down into these ilfarn ruins um, that mm-hmm. you know the, the the barrow kind of like rests upon, um, and you can you can build up a little golem friend. Yeah, yeah. And just to get to give yourself kind of a little fighter. Yeah, yeah. Character here. Um, you know, and this is again, it's just showing that Sophia knows how to do that stuff. Yeah. You know, um, uh, is kind of the point. There's also a, a new a new mechanic here. Uh, is this new? 
So uh, when you kill anything, you get spirit essences, and these can be kind of put into an enchanting satchel, and you can uh, use those to um, enchant uh, weapons, weapons or armor. Um, depending, you know, depending on how many you put in, what the strength are, it, it affects the modifier of the plus one, plus two. And depending on what spell you cast, it gives it an elemental affinity. For the way this game hands out these spirit essences or, you know, lightning essences or stuff like that, I never had enough reason to do that with my stuff. In fact, gear in this, in, in this campaign fell almost entirely, um, superfluous. Yes. It felt like it was training um, to do uh, for like PVP or something. Yeah. You know, like um, the uh, it's really high level, um, tons and tons of really amazing gear. You can make really amazing gear through this crafting system, mm-hmm. which is not in the main game. This is new. Right. Um, this this crafting on the go thing through this kind of spirit bag. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of neat and deep. But again, it's unnecessary <laughs> if you're playing on like hard or something like that. You know, there's probably is a contingent of people who, this, you know, if you weren't just playing on normal, you would need this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, and this is, you know, in full disclosure, um, you have a companion limit of three and there are four companions in this. I cheated to have all four companions with me for dialogue stuff. Oh, which, shit, yeah. Yeah, tilted the, the, so it was, that's part of the reason why I felt like I didn't need the equipment. Mm. Um, I felt comfortable with it. I was playing for story, not for, for combat. Yeah, yeah, I wish I would have done that. <laughs> yeah. The, um, so, uh. Yeah, this is new, though. Essentially, everything drops these spirit essences. They can be forged into better ones. They start as kind of uh, unrefined. You can refine them, make them fine, pristine. There's this, And then you can add them to weapons using an item in your inventory um, and then name the weapon. So I made myself uh, – you, know, you start with – if you import a character, you start with everything you had on your body, not everything you had in your inventory. Mm-hmm. And you lose the, uh, the Sword of Gith, which you will probably have been your weapon mm-hmm. um, at that point because you were smashing that crystal at the end of dark uh, neverwinter's nights too so uh i was like okay i need to make myself a crossbow let's throw together some some frost shards and and make myself like an ice icicle shooting yeah, plus three yeah. Thing. <laughs> um you know so i did that uh but it is uh largely opt out um but it's it's neater and easier than the previous crafting thing which was like you put the items on a bench and then you cast a spell on the bench mm-hmm. um to do it like it's much easier and faster than that yeah yeah so it's a nice way to kind of customize gear that you otherwise would have just picked up and either used or sold, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's another story be here. Uh, so Sophia is hearing voices. She kind of has these voice attacks um, as, uh, as, as she gets here and she, you know, screams, Hey, leave me alone. It's, it's really kind of intense. Yeah. 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 So she's hearing voices and uh, this will pay off mm-hmm. later. <laughs> um, put, put a pin in that as we, uh, as we ascend to the service and fight Oku, the bear God. Yes. And when we say the surface, we don't fight him on, on the surface oh, of the right, thing. Right. It's still in the cave. He's guarding the, the exit. Mm-hmm. And when you talk to him, he's like, he was hibernating. Um, but he's also kind of charged with keeping you in here. Right. Like he recognizes you and, and you do not recognize him. Yeah. Like keep, uh, keeping you down there is kind of part of his duty. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So you fight him. Um, it's just kind of a tough fight. He summons tons of these badgers and, and other spirit animals. And stuff, and you don't have a tank at this point, which is kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Um, this was actually one of the very few. There's only a couple of fights in this expansion I found difficult. Again, yeah. I recognize that I compromised the difficulty for myself, <laughs> um, but this is one I had to kind of like truck him back, um, kind of kind of make him follow me into the hallway so I can make my characters stop and heal and stuff. Yeah, um, there are finite healing potions. Yeah, in this, uh, DLC. So if you don't do alchemy, like there's you know, 25 heal potions, it feels like, <laughs> in the whole world, which is kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, 
you know, but uh, at least early on when I'm just splitting it between two people, it was, mm-hmm. it was no problem. Yeah. And they're also like, they're, they're full heal potions. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 Potions of heal. Yeah, uh, but, but, but by which you mean they, they they recover all of your health, so so yes. it's not like you're you know piecemealing a whole bunch of like partial heals. They're very they're good potions, Gary. They're good <laughs> potions, and they uh, well they're also potions of heal like the spell heal. Yes, there we go. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, you you beat you beat Oku. Oku doesn't die. No, no, Oku kind of just fades out. He just he's just weakened, right? He's already a god. He's already kind of like the uh, the the animus of this place, right? Yes. And so, you know, but he's out of your hair and he's no longer blocking you from getting out. And Sophia, you know, she has her mission and that is to take you uh, to the nearby uh, Rashomon city of uh, Molsentir. Yes. Um, and to her aunt, yes, uh, Liana. Liana, who who will know, you know, mm-hmm. essentially, just like you know, she's the one who sent me to to have you to go grab you. It's her, it's her mother who sent uh, Sophia to go go grab you, and she said, "Hey, go meet your aunt in in, in Rashomon." And the yes. uh, she presides over the Veil Feeder. Yes, um, she comes out. She changes her robes because red wizards are not well liked here. Right. So it's a it's, um, a, it's a big uh, uh, big suspicious city. I'm going to say yes. big. It's not like a huge city. It's not multiple screens. Um, and it's actually kind of cool that Molsentir is kind of the only, it's like the urban center of this. Like it, like yeah. this is the city and it's more complicated than it looks for a reason we're going to get to after we go to the Vale. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very much so. And, and you end up, uh, there's like a dungeon in it as well. That isn't like the dungeon you go to three times, mm-hmm. you know, in the game that keeps getting deeper and deeper. Yeah. Um, there's a huge sense of restraint. I didn't try to uh, wear the red robes and see if anything happens. Um, I'm kind of curious I. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you yeah. so you, you you get in there. Um, I'm gonna skip over the stuck wagon guy because he just ends up being a really good uh, a really really good merchant for you um, mm-hmm. if you if you manage to help him. Um, and you get to the theater and things are already bad uh, because uh, even though a red wizard came to uh, rescue you, uh, it turns out uh, there's trouble in Thay as there always is. And another red wizard, a necromancer, is here. Um, and, uh, has killed, um, all of the homunculi that were kind of like posted up here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they have these, these gnolls with them as well. Um, you end up fighting, yeah. fighting these guys. It's, it's just, a, you know, fight when you go into the, the, yeah, the, the it's thing. a, it's a big caster battle in a theater. Like they're all posted up on the stage. You, you fight in this set like three or four times and it always feels great. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool place to fight. And if, you know, themes, like you're fighting in a theater, masks, <laughs> yep. you know, like, yeah. okay, um, we, we get it. Uh, and when you, when you eventually defeat them, um, you talk to one of the survivors of the theater troupe, mm-hmm. I think is a person who tells you that, uh, Liana, um, you know, if she escaped, she escaped into, she has this mirror that goes into the shadow version of Mal Santer. Yes. And everyone knows about the shadow version of Mal Santer. Like, it's not yeah. like a secret to this place. It's very strange. Right. Yeah. It's, um, just, it's just accepted that our city is twice as big as it appears. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, she says, like, hey, you can, you know, that's probably what she hid. You go back into her back room mm-hmm. um, into this the shadow version and everything is monochrome. Yes. Um, everything turns black and white. This is sweet. I love the yeah. plane of shadow. 
so Me too. much. Me too. <laughs> um, it's just, and again, it's art direction thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like just making it black and white mm-hmm. isn't that impressive, mm-hmm. but it's an, it's an artful, artfully motivated yeah. choice, you know, and, and that's important. Yeah. I, I, like, so, so when I said that, I love the way it's implemented here. I just like the idea of the plane of shadow in general. Oh yeah. <laughs> like that, like that is one of the cooler, like overlapping planes in D and D fuck you astral plane. I've got shadow. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty much like the, the underneath or whatever the upside down. Yeah. It's yeah. A, you know. Um, so you head in there and it's a little bit different. Initially it's the same, uh, but you walk into the next room and there's an operating table. Yep. A big bloody operating table. Um, and this is a cool check. Like you can go and, uh, examine it. And if you touch it, like you get kind of this flash of memory, um, and like in order to stay in this flash of memory, you have to pass a constitution check because you're remembering something terrible and painful that is happening yeah. to you, you know, that, that, that had happened to you on this place. So this is, this is where the deed was done. And this, this is a, the very first thing that signals that this is going to be like torment as hell. Yep. Cause like you touch this thing and it's like, do you want to recover the memory or suppress it? And you try to <laughs> recover it. There's a check. And if you recover it, you get some flavor text and some experience. And that's, right you know what happens in torment all the time mm-hmm. yeah um essentially the memory is just being operated upon mm-hmm. like crudely yeah being, being um, vivisected <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so you 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 walk back out and this time uh so you're in the shadow version this time you're on the stage and you're fighting you're you're fighting another another red mage this this kai kamun who's a very yeah. bad student a real underachiever a real beavis beavis and or butthead type yeah um, yes. who is uh, standing over Lenia's charred corpse. Um, and Lenia was not killed. Um, she killed herself. She self-immolated so that uh, so that nobody would uh, be able to get her and use her against Sophia's mom, who is uh, the headmistress of the uh, of the um, Academy of Shapers and Binders. Yeah, the um, you know, and this is uh, played up in the dialogue here. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he tries to let uh, Sophia think that he killed her. And there's some history between them as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, either like this romance or this kind of jealousy. And we kind of learned, we might have learned this before, but Sophia was a teacher right. at the, the, yes. for the Red Wizards. And we kind of learned that. So there's um, academy politics at play. Yeah. Yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, man. And when, when that pays off, that's fantastic, too. That's a really great level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But now that the theater is cleared out, um, we need to get a hold of some of the actors who may have known Lenia and what she was working on and might be able to explain uh, what's with the bloody operating table in her back room. But all of these people are being all the uh, the actors are being uh, kind of held by the witches that run Mulsantir, uh, these the, this coven of three. Yes, which is already very like cool as a setting thing. Mm-hmm. So in Mulsantir. It's kind of this matriarchy of of three of these witches. Like witches have this kind of power, uh, and everyone is kind of scared of them, but also ruled by them. And they're not, you know, they're they're fairly benevolent, mm-hmm. you know. And it kind of expresses this flavor, this kind of Eastern European superstitious Baba Yaga <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Initially, which I you know is is really great. Mm-hmm. These three witches that show up to you, um, they're pissed, mm-hmm. you know, as, as I mentioned, like because uh, you've angered the spirit spirit, and they're like, hey, he has a host of spirits outside. Yep. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they're amassing at our is, gate, Dick. Yeah, yeah. Of 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 ghost bears, <laughs> like there, there's a bunch of ghost bears. So you know, already you're fighting ghost bears, and and the uh, like. You know, this is your mess. You clean it up. Uh-huh. You know, they just want you essentially. Like you yeah. go out there and you will die to them, or you will fight them off. Right. We're not going to deal with this. If you need help, they're probably go to the prison and do some conscripting. Go grab some men for the night's watch. <laughs> right. Essentially. Yeah. 
Um, can I can I see how great it is that that like so it's it's ruled by witches, but that's not the problem. Like they are benevolent. They run this city. People here seem to be happy, if if not super superstitious, right? Like <laughs> like <laughs> like that isn't the problem that you're trying to solve. It's not that there's something terrible with this city. It holds a secret, but that secret is 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 above and beyond. Like yeah. like what's actually happening here. Like everything here is just kind of helpful. Yeah, yeah, just the fact that it, you know that it's not the betrayal of the, the witches. It's not. There aren't a lot of things in this this game where they do the thing where like, oh, this seems good, but it's secretly evil. Mm-hmm. You know, there aren't a lot of insmiths. Yeah, in yeah. here, like this very well could have been an insmith, and it's not. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, I just wanted to make a note that uh, like that this could have been where it where it stayed, but it but 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 it didn't. Yeah, it does <laughs> not take the easy way. Um, so there are a couple of different people that you can that, that you can find here. Uh, first, in the uh, in the town square, we get a hint about maybe somebody that we can rescue. Um, in the future, we find these two people: uh, Souza the Crow and Ephraim the Stag. These two uh, half celestials. Um, they're part who, of the the menagerie. Yes, they're the menagerie. Like they're they're like a, it's like a you you don't really know exactly who they they will talk to you a little bit mm-hmm. um, to kind of tell you their whole deal. It's these these celestials, um, and they have this kind of crusade. Yeah this mission that you don't get all the detail about mm-hmm. yet, but actually will turn out to be hugely important. Like this, I was <laughs> sure this was just like, Oh, this is a colorful little side character. And these guys mm-hmm. got wings. That's weird. Um, but no, it's hugely important. Yeah. No, but they, but they have a sister who's kind of apostate. Um, she has gone yes. to the death God's vault, uh, wherever yes. that may be. Um, and, uh, you know, she has gone there to learn about the betrayer. Um, yes. and so that's cool. <laughs> like, Hey, that's in the title, but even on its own, like to learn about the betrayer. Yes. Yeah. Tell me more the death god's vault <laughs> hook me up yeah um <laughs> but we can't get them yet first we have to go uh we have to go to the prisoner uh well she we get the mission from her or from the menagerie they yeah, say like yeah, rescue like, our sister yeah go rescue yeah. our sister like if you can find yeah. her we would greatly appreciate it they offer to like that like they bind themselves to your service if you can if you if you do it but um yeah. like they say hey we'll help you with these with these ghost bears um yeah yeah um <laughs> so instead you go to the prison to do con- some conscripting yes <laughs> and uh, there, there are two characters uh, initially. There's kind of this like old, like an old woman runs the place. Yeah, she's the jailer. Uh, there's an old lady jailer uh, for, for some reason. And then there's two kind of prisoners that are just there to kind of make jokes. Yep. And it's essentially just tell you to fuck off. Like, yeah, you know, because, it's like a die fighting ghost bears. Yeah, they, they know what you're there for. They, they won't, they won't, they don't want any of it. And I, if, if I remember correctly, they're like both people who would be really good party members. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's like a half orc barbarian kind of guy. And the other one's a, like a, like a cleric or a thief or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, they, they will not. And there's some, you know, there's a decent amount of little flavor dialogue to them. Yeah. But you go to the third cell and this is where you meet Gan. Yep. Um, who Gan's really interesting. Uh, yeah. this is a great character. Yeah. Gan MVP. <laughs> yeah. Gan's very good. Yeah. Um, he's probably, he's probably my favorite companion as well. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, he is a, a hat, like a half hag. Yes. A, um, hag, a hag spawn. A hag spawn. And he differs from other people who might share that designation because he is, uh, uh very very attractive he is a pretty boy he's got he's got long bangs um and he's also quite literally a walking wet dream yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah. he was put uh, in he... jail for invading too many <laughs> for invading too many women's dreams and like straight up macking on their dream spirits like macking on him it's not like this is not gross and rapey right like, right he's, he's not he's not doing like ghostbusters you know, right right it's not yeah. like the ghost who, who sexually assaults dan Aykroyd in ghostbusters <laughs> right yeah um you know it's, it's not like that yeah I, I i never considered that it might be gross like he is he is a dream lothario 
well, yeah, everybody want you know wants him. He's just a very attractive, attractive yeah. character. Um, he's he's got he's very charismatic. It plays into his class. Um, he plays a he's a spirit shaman, which is a new class that was introduced for this. Uh, and they're very cool. Yes, it is a uh, a cleric that has uses the same rules as sorcerers. It's a it's a druid. They use the same rules as oh, yeah. a sorcerer. Yeah. Yes. Um. So oh. he it's a it's spontaneous magic is what he casts. So he doesn't have to repair stuff. He has many more casts. He doesn't get uh you know high level spells at the right levels, but he's incredibly versatile. Um, yes. With this, you know, like like a druid ought to be, but without the restrictions around a druid. The um and he's also uh, specced as an archer. Yes. And again, you know. I, I wanted a fighter, but at mm-hmm. this point, but you know, he's also, uh, it's very useful to have yeah. him. Uh, you uh, can, you can kit him out, um, with, uh, with some medium armor and a spear and he, uh, he ends up working pretty well. I kept him as a caster again because of the aforementioned summoning and he can summon as well. Um, but he, uh, yeah, uh, he's really useful as an archer because you just, you are overloaded with, uh, elemental arrows. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he also on the way out, so he agrees to this whole thing <laughs> and the way that his, um, you know, the way that you increase his favor is really great. Yeah. Um, because like I had a lady character and I was just like, oh, you know, this guy's like, like super hot. Like I'm going to, you know, let's pursue this in-game romance. Yeah. Let's see what happens because I'm you know, I'm playing for the show and and let's see what happens if I get this uh, hag boyfriend in this game. And the uh, what he responds to is uh, it's not like flattery. You have to like kind of like give him shit. Yeah. Like you have to How show that I- you have teeth or that you have wit. Right. Yeah. Like he yeah, wants wit is what he responds to. Yeah, he, he wants will... somebody to like a verbal repartee because he's so used to women just like flooding their basement and throwing themselves at him. <laughs> yep. You know, like he wants somebody who can like yeah. meet him on an intellectual level. Yeah. And even so I played I played as a male character and, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, I want this guy to be my buddy. He seems like a really, a really good asset. He's funny. He has like, I don't know. I, I don't know who Avalon wrote in this, who Chris Avalon mm-hmm. wrote, but like if he feels like a Chris Avalon kind of character. Um, but I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> and because I played as, as a, you know, kind of like a sarcastic, uh, a sarcastic piece of shit. I was like, okay, well I need to play my character. And when I saw influence plus 11 for insulting him, I'm like, yeah, we're going to get, we're going to get along just fine. Yeah. It's, it's real good. <laughs> um, it's also, I feel like, and I don't have a source for this. Um, and I, I apologize for that, but I think that at some point it was originally meant to, uh, you could be a male and romance this character as well. Yes. Um, um originally both leads were supposed or not. Uh, yes. Yeah. But both, uh, supporting characters, uh, Gan and, uh, Sophia were supposed to be bisexual. So you could have a choice between them. Yeah. Um, and that got stricken. Yeah. You know, for... the, the, like there's one line that talks about that, that talks about that, that felt a little bit weird. I initially thought that he was gay, um, mm-hmm. which is fine, but he says something like, Hey, don't feel threatened. Uh, I'm not really into your companion speaking to Sophia, um, talking about some physical attribute about her or whatever. I was like, well, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You're pretty cool, dude. Come along. And that, you know, of course this game you know, would be better if that was an option. Yep. Like, you know, it, it is, it is unfortunate. Yeah. That's not an option, but yeah. like I ended um, up, I ended up romancing Sophia. Sophia is a fine character. Um, I think she's a little bit too kind of integrated into the main story to be that intriguing as it's like weird a, that she ends up being the most like it's it says a lot about the quality of this game that she ends up being the most boring companion. Right. Like the like the red wizard and what we learned about her actual origin, like mm-hmm. the red wizard construct. Yeah. Uh, you know, lady ends up being the most or the least interesting character in this like group. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite the menagerie. Yeah. But like my character didn't romance anybody in the first game. So like it would have been like, hey, me and Gam, we get along pretty good. Let's do it. Go for it. Come yeah. on. But yeah, why not? Yep. Um, 
on your way out when Gan agrees to join you, he also uh, taunts the jailer <laughs> yeah. uh, because she's been fantasizing about him at night and he yeah. knows it. It's real good. He says something like, I've looked into your mind. Like what, yeah. what I've seen there would put the dreams of any like young, horny farm maiden to shame. Like, yep. Yeah. yeah so, so gr- grandma got game. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. uh, and then she proceeds to do a version of rapper's delight to everyone's no. joy. <laughs> Um, yeah, we need rapping grannies to come back. I think everything oh, went bad as soon as rapping grannies went away. Boy, would I throw myself off the nearest building if that, were the <laughs> that happens. I hate rapping grannies so much. Yeah. Rapping grannies and dancing babies. <laughs> I uh, hate rapping grannies too, but I can't help but notice the pattern. Well, rap, rapping grannies too really deep in the lore is the thing. Like I don't, I don't actually think that as far as sequels, it's kind of maligned. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rapping grannies three. Leprechaun in the home. <laughs> that was a little weird. Yep. They're running out of things to rap about. The grandma's already dead. Mostly <laughs> just a, like a two-hour real-time shot of her coffin with a gnome like slowly jerking off into it. Achieving climax right when the credits hit. It's a very weird movie. Went a real arty direction with Rapid Bangs 3. Yep. Uh, they, they really shouldn't have tapped Terrence Malick to develop uh, to, to direct. <laughs> it was weird, weird choices in that franchise. Yep. Um so uh you 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 head out. Um, and at this point I was like, okay, you know, I got to go. I'm still gathering companions in order to get to the death God's crypt. You can head to the actual church. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is, this is kind of great too. Cause like one, it's really big. So I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a dungeon later. Yeah. Um, it didn't end up being a dungeon the way I thought it was, uh, and talk to this, uh, this priest of, uh, Kelamore. Oh, I didn't um, end up I, doing that. Tell me book report. Oh, um, I'm pronouncing the name wrong. It's not Kelamore. K- what is that guy's uh, name? Kelamvor. Kelamvor. Um, you can talk to Kelamvor. He, you get some background on Kelimvor, and in this world, um, there was an old god of death, uh, Merkel. Yep, uh, uh, Mer- Merkel, and then Merkel was displaced by Cyric, and then Cyric was displaced by um, Kelimvor six years ago in the yes. um, in the uh, canon of this game. Yes, uh, and essentially, like he, you know, he's a priest of this new god of death. He tells you that background, so you learn that. Um, there's a really, you know, and you you ask about, you know, where someone could find the dead dead god dead god's vault. um and you can ask about um not yet actually but you could eventually ask about your curse as well so just flavor stuff but there's a there's a nice little moment where you can say like do you sell anything it's like no (laughs) like this this is a church it's like oh it's very weird that every other preacher would sell me armor Mm -hmm. uh, in this game (laughs) you know (laughs) Uh, but that's how i and then i was like well how do i get here you know and there's a little bit of like it's pretty minor but there's a little bit of lack of direction in this game Mm -hmm. like i was like i don't know how to get to this thing i'm just gonna go around and talk to everybody I, for, I forget who it is that actually tells you how to get to shadow monsanto proper because so far we've only seen the shadow veil um and you can't yeah. get out of the shadow veil um and when we say veil it's not the shadow veil which sounds like its own thing the right. shadow version of the veil theater. yes there we go thank you yeah um, um but the but the trick is you have to be at certain places um when uh when night has fallen and just the idea is that all of rashenvir uh, uh but uh Mulsantir in particular are uh, kind of like placed upon this very thin uh, fabric between our plane and the plane of shadow. Yes. Yep. And so um, these portals just open up when, uh, when, when the sun is low. Before, before we go into that, just because it's a thing we can do, um, do you want to take a little side trip and talk about the berserkers? Yes, please. Here, let's cause that, that's a, that's a, this is a side entire side con- content. <laughs> I thought we were going to, re- I was going to recruit a companion here for sure. Oh yeah. Um, um I, I did this, but it ended up being later, and uh, I I really fucked it up because of uh, because of some ca- companion choices I made. So uh, again, book report me. 
Yeah. Um, so I, I also ended up uh, fucking it up as well. Not <laughs> fucking it up. But I didn't do. So you come in here and there's just this there's this uh, berserker lodge mm-hmm. here. It's the like the ice um, troll lodge or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with this little, real cute little badger. <laughs> a spear badger that who, hates whenever you, you want yes whenever this, this pays off did you get the payoff for that yep i did uh, it's very good <laughs> um so he he runs around like nipping at your heels like the entire time but it's a little <laughs> tiny guy and it can't hurt you it's very cute uh you go in there's tons of named npcs in here and tons of little like side quest things you can do like there's like two berserkers uh who are like facing their initiation and one of them feels they're not brave enough and you can encourage them you do this kind of like typical you know rpg side quest stuff yeah um but eventually you can say hey you know i'd like to join you and they're like what you you know and like yeah uh (laughs) you go through a series of trials um there are uh there's an arm wrestling one um where you test and like it is obscene like i uh polymorphed into an iron golem (laughs) and could not win it (laughs) (laughs) so i've heard about that is that a dialogue option or is that it's a, well, not the not the polymorphing. Like yeah. I just did it. You yeah, know, I just yeah. turned into the thing to boost my strength. But you have to have twenty five strength to to win it. Mm. Um, and if it will, uh, he'll wrench your arm if you uh, if you don't win it. Okay. So you'll get like a debuff <laughs> until you rest. Um, there's a a drinking contest, uh, and then a series of one on one fights. Oh. And uh, being a you know being a mage, one on one fights are hard. Right. You know because I. Don't have, and you're in a very tight circle. Like they all stand around you in a circle, mm-hmm. so you can't really um, move. You have to use your first couple of rounds to either buff or summon. You, yeah. you don't even, get, you don't get around. Oh like wow! The they, the guy is literally right in, in sword's length of you when you start. Shit. You know, it's essentially like those things where they tie two people's hands together and make a knife fight. Yep. Um. So very very tricky, and like you could buff beforehand before you talk to the person, but even then with like a suite of buffs, mm-hmm. uh, I I I couldn't couldn't beat these. Yeah. So. Cool. Uh, what I did, and this is what it, it sounded like you had ended up ultimately doing, is I couldn't do that. And I'm like, well, fuck, you know. So I talked to the person, and instead, there's the option like, can I join you? But then there's another one where it's like, I want to challenge you. Uh huh. And I was like, okay, let's do that. Like, fuck these guys. <laughs> and then essentially, just every barbarian all come at you. <laughs> Everyone aggro's at once. Yep. This entire, entire lodge. this entire lodge, yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it's actually not that like there are a couple of tough guys in it, but for the most part, if you have like a lot of AOEs, and I had Gan at this point. And Sphia, so like I had lots of big AOE spells, so I could thin them out really good. Uh, you beat them, you know, eventually. But this angers the badger spirit, yep. which walks in, and the cutscene is amazing. Like oh, it's, it's gigantic. This is, yeah. Well, it, it doesn't come in gigantic. It oh, comes yeah. in small and grows, right? <laughs> if I recall right. So it's like I remember there being a lot of comedy to this cutscene, mm-hmm. and it being like the the this game's version of the the lizards, mm-hmm. uh, you know, setting the farm on fire. But he comes in and then goes and grows into a giant badger and can take out your guys in like two or three hits. Like yeah. he's the toughest fucking thing. It's a it's a bonus um, boss. Yeah, I had to like summon things and then run away from him, mm-hmm. so the summons would wear him down. Oh, and you, uh, you only using had the benches Sophie, and tables. You only had Sophia and Gan at this point too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was it was all about using tables and stuff. Yeah. And but I mean, I could have come back later, but it's it's in my nature to like if there's something I know I can beat later like mm-hmm. just use all my resources to beat it now and it's stupid i sh- never should do it you know like, i'll <laughs> yeah. use every single bottle cap mine i have to kill this legendary death claw fuck it um <laughs> you know that's a that's a real me thing to do yeah yeah uh, uh I, so. I, I did this much later um i forget if it happens in this episode or next but um eventually you can ally 
uh, with an abomination. And the the leader of these berserkers, the shaman, um, kind of finds out, says like, "Hey, I've got a secret about your curse. Bring your abomination friend with you." Um, and that's like a, it's an ambush, like a trap gets. Thrown. Oh wow! That's and then that, and then that's how the fight goes. That's real good. Yeah. But yeah, this uh, that's just a it's a weird little side thing you can do here. Mm-hmm. Of these these whole berserkers, and it was for sure I was going to get a berserker friend. Instead, <laughs> you know, I think one of the witches tells you how to get into you know to look around for places where the the veil is is thinner. Yeah, like it's, not it, theater, but Sheva, yeah. kind of the leader, the one who uh, uh, play, shoots straight with you, as opposed to some of the others who are just constantly yeah. co- constantly well, one of them dunking hates on you, you. Yep, and one of them will sell you things. Yep, and one of them is nice. It's, it covers all three personalities. Yep, all, um, all three core conflicts. Um, so you go, you eventually find, um, this little place where you can, you can sneak through. And, uh, when you do, uh, you go into shadow walls and tear, which is, uh, again, monochromatic. It's full of like literal shadows mm-hmm. crawling around. Yeah. Um, we've fought a lot of shadows, uh, so far, but like they're just crawling through here and it makes either resting or traveling through this place. It's, it's like a little bit of a dungeon. Gary, I love a dark mirror of a, of a, of a place. Yeah, yeah, it, it it looks it looks phenomenal, yep. and like I mean, this is even before we actually get to the the Death God's Vault. Yeah, which like boy, does that look like a like a ride at an amusement park? I want to go on, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. So there's some of the houses that are locked in the main world are unlocked here, right? Uh, uh, which allows you to do some cool stuff. The one that I went to uh, went into a place um, that has a uh, the some Death Knight standing over a corpse. Uh, this is a sorcerer who I think was trying to turn into a lich, and it's a yeah. Death Knight's protector, but she summoned the Death Knights first. <laughs> they yep. were still bound to her service, um, and she had like this huge revenge list. It was it's a really a nice piece of like k- kind of cliche uh, uh, environmental storytelling, but I really liked walking in on that scene of these Death Knights standing impassively over this corpse and only starting to attack when I tried to loot her. Well, and I also like the idea. It's it's a in a game acknowledgement of the fact that like turning into a lich is not a guaranteed thing. Right, right. You know, so like we just fight liches sometimes. Yeah, there's but, monsters. Uh, yeah, and but the idea in the actual text, and we talked about this on Monster My Podcast a lot. Like mm-hmm. it's you know you get a chance right to become you know a lich, and this didn't work, and it's it's great. Like it's a great little flavor bit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Death Knights ain't nothing to fuck with. Like we're gonna fight a lot of them in this next area. Yeah, yeah. And these things are tough, mm-hmm. uh, and you fight like a lot of like vampire lords and shit like this is high level undead yeah at this point we're fighting stuff that would be bosses in 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 most other campaigns yeah things that are that are as as hard as uh the uh the ring wraiths or whatever they're called in the Mm -hmm. last game essentially um so you you head up the hill like past this little thing to where that church is and (laughs) there's a gigantic skeleton like draped over the top of it yeah it's 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 like a it's like a skull mountain kind of thing yeah yeah you're, you're going into a haunted house at like an awesome carnival <laughs> like it's so good though like it's just again it's just kind of surreal and weird mm-hmm. and and symbolic you know and and uh and i really love it and, like, and it's where the church is in the light world like yeah you know, they, like just they're like the they're like the old gods the old religions hide out here yeah you know? yeah so <laughs> so good like i i love going into this and like this this dungeon's really interesting because there's not you know that much to it like there's lots of rooms where there's just treasure right 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 like you go in there and there's just uh like oh there's there's some treasure if you pick it up it's going to summon some shadows to fight Mm kind of boring but there are cool set pieces as well um and i like the way that you just keep going going into it a little bit a little bit a little bit deeper like yeah you're not supposed to complete it now which i thought you were going to Mm -hmm. um you meet kaylin right Mm -hmm. away yes um, you know, she is a cleric of Ilmater. She is the dove, um, you know, part of the ma- menagerie, the sister of the people who we uh, who we met earlier. Instead of worshiping Molsantir like they do, she worships Ilmater, kind of the, the this god of um, kind of like suffering and relief, um, this yes. god of martyrs. 
right? And uh, she she is your cleric, you know? Yeah, and and she's very powerful. Um, she has you know respect for clerics. Yes. Like this, this class, uh, the, the kind of celestial is very good for that. Yeah. And, um, and, and she, I thought good, good. Or I was gonna say uh, she she's like, hey, I'm trying to get to the bottom of this this thing for my my personal crusade, and I was like, oh, I have to do this before you'll join me. Mm-hmm. And I spent you know not an embarrassing amount of time, but not uh, inconsiderable amount of time, kind of like probing every thinking this was the critical path. Yeah, yeah. You know, not that I was supposed to come back later, and that's kind of again when I talk about there's a little bit of signaling mm-hmm. weakness. Uh, that's one of the the examples. Yeah, yeah. She's trying to open this door um, that uh, that so far has been un- unable to open. Right, uh, it's a big evil door. Uh, you can uh, feel the bad waves kind of coming off of it. Um, yeah, and she just kind of agrees to join you because she's been here contemplating this for a while. And forget if it's something about your curse or something about you, uh, but she decides to come along. Um, and I, yeah. I like her. I like her personality. It took a very long time for me to get influence with her just because of the uh, the way that I played the character. Ultimately, in the main plot, I ended up kind of really sympathizing with her with, with her crusade and what she's trying to do. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, she is, I mean, kind of a patience elemental, not like in the way Lobos is, but sure. um, like she, she, she always speaks in this very calm, measured voice, even if you piss her off and bring up something that is like a real hot button issue. Um, even her battle cries are very kind of like serene and sedate. And, you know, she's from Celestia and she's kind of like cast out. Like I always like those those times when uh, when some, you know, somebody comes in like that. She's um when she first starts talking to you, I think that her cadence is a, is a lot like Wayne, the skeleton king from birthday boys, <laughs> um, which like I and I was like, oh, I don't don't really like this character's voice acting. But then I realized like that is to the point. It is. And I ended up really liking her, too. Yeah. yeah. She ended up being my, my second favorite companion um, yeah. just because of this, you know, uh, reminded me a little bit of of a, a torment character just in this like singular pursuit of justice. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then uh, when it gets to the end, you know, the end game, we'll talk about it. And just that kind of that steadfastness mm-hmm. um, that she has. Yeah. Uh, towards and, her mission. And right now I have the party that I'm going to use for the entire game. Like she, she is, she's able to tank, like you're able to equip her with heavy armor. Like that is the thing that I like about straight up D and D clerics is that they are hybrid class. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still am waiting for my, my fifth member because I cheated to get that (laughs) fifth member. But the, um, this would have been my, my party too. Uh, well maybe because the the fifth member is actually, if I was actually doing, I probably would have dished, uh, Sophia Mm -hmm. if I had to, just because I doubled up too much with my skill set. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in exchange for the person we're going to, I would get, or I'm mm-hmm. going to get, we, we got different fifth companions. There's yes. an, there's one exclusive companion, which we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. but right now having gone in and investigated this, uh, this, this, uh, church and, uh, uh, also kind of filled out our ranks, it is time for us to go and fight the bear God. Yes. Um, you go back, you talk to the menagerie and they're like, Okay, you know, as we said, we'll help you with this fight. And Keelan says, like, no, don't make them do this. You know, like, right. this isn't their fight. I'll help you because, you know, I think you the reason why she joined you. I'm a little bit confused on that, too. I can't quite remember. And it it feels a little odd. I think she says something like you say you will help her ultimately. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be in, in exchange for a promise in the future. But mm-hmm. um, you can get a lot of influence by letting her siblings not you know, release them from their their kind of pledge. Right. Right. Uh, because I think they die in the fight. Oh, yeah. That's uh, good. You know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I was trying to to get good influence with everybody. So yeah. let them go. And you go out uh, out of the city um, and there's just a host of spirits. Like it does this like pan <laughs> um, of all these ghost animals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, again, when 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 this when they when they choose to portray scale in this engine, it works very well. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. 
Yeah. Um, and so like you go up and you talk to the spirit guide, you find out, uh, his name is Oku or Aku. Uh, I never heard him say his name, so I don't, I don't know. And you kind of ask like, Hey dog, I mean, bear, what's the deal? And he says like, Hey, I'm not here to kill you because of, because of what you did or who you are. I'm here because of what you are. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, because I, Again, because I know you essentially, mm. and we still don't really understand it. No, no. You know, like we know we have this thing, but like, again, the game is about learning about this thing. And I love this because after this fight, we're gonna say we think we know it. <laughs> you know, in this way that we we don't, and they they keep uh, kind of adding depth to it. Yeah. Um. So you, he's like, you know, you can't get out of this fight. There's a uh, some kind of uh, saber saber rattling and talking essentially in the beginning where you can get some influence with your companions, make some changes, but uh, you can't get out of the fight. You ultimately need to. And Kalen says that uh, since he's a god, his strength is is drawn from his believers. His worshipers are the animals, like he's a god of animals. So kill enough of his army to where there just aren't enough people who believe in him mm-hmm. on the battlefield, and then he'll be weak enough to kill, which is a torment-as-fuck idea. Yeah, it's um, it, it's funny that Kalen says that because uh, Gan was the one who told that to me. Oh, um, that's who. It, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was, yeah. it, maybe it was Gan. I, I could see uh, both of them. Like both of both of them yeah. would have an understanding either of the way gods work or of the way spirits yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but it's kind of like, hey, when I give you when I give You're you right, the signal, yeah. when I give you the signal, like go for the main guy. Otherwise, just focus on, you know, just focus on these lesser beings. And like, it's amazing that the first real boss fight of this, you know, the climax. This is you know, this is the climax of the first chapter. Like, I'm throwing meteor storms. And like yeah. maximized fireballs and, you know, chain lightning and stuff like that. Like, you know, I'm out here just wrecking shop. Yeah. They're killing lots of animals. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Ghosts. They've already been killed. That's true. And you're not going <laughs> to, they're not going to be gone forever. They're just going to go to like Celestia or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Except um, when you eventually kill Oku, um, you're talking to him and uh, he's, he says, you know, just kill me now. And it's very RPG, you know, Mm -hmm. it's very like, oh, no, I will spare you. Yes, you know, you cannot uh, pursue me. If you're evil, Uh um, the evil Let's Play I was reading, you're like, no, it's not enough to kill you. I'm going to skin you and drag you around the city three times so everyone can see. Jesus. So I can leave a a trail of blood so nobody else tries to take me. Like, it's (laughs) bullshit. And no matter what you say, though, at this point, um, your your spirit eater, your, your weird centipede on its back thing manifests yes you know or starts to manifest mm-hmm. and uh it wants to eat this thing like yep. the spirit is weak and it's it's thirsty for blood this is uh this is a crucial moment um because it is looking at a spirit god you know like this yes. is this is like the equivalent of a of a rack of ribs and uh and a large root beer for this thing um yes. and so like you have a choice between either you know suppressing this horrible thing and you know stopping stopping a god from being blinked out of existence in order to kind of like fill your void um or uh just going with it <laughs> yeah and sucking this thing out until the, all that remains is a husk yeah it it uh it wants you to you know like it's saying like you know you have this hunger and your choice is like essentially suppress it you mm-hmm. know so just like tamp that shit down um which is that's if you want to get oko mm-hmm. or oku uh you tamp it down yeah and uh oku will then uh he respects you at this point. You know, he's like, you know, I didn't know you could do this. Um, I, I will, I will join you, uh, because I owe a debt. This is like the second time I've been spared. Yeah. Uh, by, by you. And you're like, what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> and it's because of whatever this creature was. I've never uh, been here before. Debt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he, you know, this, he owes a debt to somebody else who had this curse. Right. 
uh, before. Yeah. <laughs> or you can just devour this god, leave the you know, leave the seat at the barrow empty, and just horrify everybody who is traveling. With yeah, you. Like, but oh, not shit. you don't horrify them into leaving, but like oh, just that is that is raw what you just did. And that's Sophia says up. like yeah, that like that's kind of like what happened back at the barrow. What is going on? What are you? Yep. Uh, so let's talk about the major mechanic introduced in this expansion. Yes, because so... It, so this ends the first act. And then the game gives you a kind of a little explanation that is not entirely adequate, no. uh, but we'll, we'll do a better job than the, the tutorial does <laughs> Yes, of explaining uh, this dr- breath of fire dragon quarter esque like <laughs> uh, really, really cool. Like this, when I was reading reviews of this, when it came out and people hated this. Yeah, I don't understand. And I, was, I have no idea. Like one, I never found it to be that big of a problem. Right. Like, it also might be the way you played because like the more you indulge it, the, the, the faster yeah the the, the 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 you know the more you need to do it i guess like it's a it's yeah. a little bit of an addiction meter almost if, you, if you're not if you're playing a suppression route mm-hmm. uh you know the, there's kind of two different you know playthroughs of this other than good and evil there's an access that's like indulgent and suppression yeah, yeah. and if you're playing suppression style uh it's no problem i yeah. never had like i was dipped under the first tier for you know a little bit mm-hmm. uh, maybe a third of the time but that you know, I could almost always get right above pretty quick. Yeah. So, um, so let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's let's do this. So you wake up, you know, kind of like you. The, the chapter begins in Molsentier, and you have a new interface element, which is this kind of ornate meter that uh, that counts from one hundred down to zero. And there are a couple of different notches. Um, it acts almost like an inverse of the radiation um, mechanic in Fallout Three and uh, New hmm. Vegas a little bit, where as your spirit energy dips lower, you are. Um, Uh, First, you start losing some stats. It's very minor. Uh, And then eventually you start taking a bunch of damage over time until finally when this reaches zero, you die. Yeah. So this is a countdown. Uh, If you if you can't, um, you know, if you don't manage this in some way or another, you just die. You have a finite life. It falls at a fixed rate uh, per in-game hour. So it's not, you know, it's not dependent on what you do. It's just like resting ends up being a very big concern because you are spending a lot of time where you are not out there filling this back up or traveling. Right. And it becomes when you travel on the map, it's like, this is a long journey that will impact your health. <laughs> you will need to this feed a short when journey. you, yes. yeah, I've got a need and yep. need to feed. <laughs> yes. Um, the, uh, and this gives you a feat, uh, which is devour, uh, spirit, devour spirit energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, did you end up getting suppress or does suppress come from saving the bear? Um, I got suppress. Um, I okay. didn't really end up using it. I ended up more, ended up having more use for, uh, for satiate, um, which okay. is another thing that you can get, which, uh, cannibalizes some of your experience points, uh, yes. to refill your, uh, to refill your meter entirely. And so you get this suite of, of verbs, essentially. It's a suite of feats. Uh, yeah. Sweet. So you get the feet sweets, sweet feet, feminine step. <laughs> sounds like a lady when you're walking in the room um so these things you can do so you can feed on a on a spirit creature this is gonna mm-hmm. it has to be it can't just be like a human right at this right. point even though eventually you can unlock that um it has to be a spirit creature it has to be weekend um i find in this combat engine hard to keep somebody at that like 20 percent. i can catch this pokemon yeah ratio yeah. to feed on them well because- like i wanted to <laughs> indulge a few times just to like see it mm-hmm. you know yeah. Um, but my companions would kill the creature before I could do yeah. it. If, if this was turn-based, it'd be much easier. But because everybody, like, especially when your companions are AI-controlled, everything is dialed in, it is it is very easy for one of your for one of your companions to swoop your kill. Snipe, yeah, sniper, so, so you sniper have snack. to, so you have to, sniper snack, yep. Uh, yeah. So you have to, like, dial this in when they're at half health, 
um, so that you yeah. can, so that it might land. Uh, like that lack of precision is just, it's generally something I don't like in this kind of start, mm-hmm. pause and start thing. Like it's not a problem unless the game demands something, you know, timing that precise. Um, and this is a time, unfortunately, where that happens. Yeah. Yeah. It bums me out. Uh, that part. Uh, suppress means you, you have to have like a spirit around to do suppress successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's like you look at it's very weird. Like the the text for it's really clumsy. Yeah, yeah. But it gives you some of your energy back, kind of like taking strength in your willpower of not eating this thing that's oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's very like wouldn't that be easier if I wasn't just like like mouth watering looking at an elemental? Yeah, it's like it's like um, a triple negative. <laughs> so yeah, it's very strange. Like so, the way to use that is uh, you want to have something around to make it effective. You make Gan or yourself summon a couple of elementals, mm-hmm. and then you click on suppress, and your guy just kind of like flexes, and you get a little bit of energy back. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can only do that once per rest. You can eat people as many times as you want. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I ended up doing. You, you know, I, I tried not to eat people too much, but eventually, like, your suite of abilities and the number of people, the number of kinds of people you can eat kind of expands. Uh, yeah. And that ends up working out pretty well for your, your verb set expands, it expands in a couple different ways. Yeah. You yeah. know, which, which we'll, we'll talk about. Cause I think there is one that I, you didn't get uh, through not sparing the bear that we'll talk about in a little bit. Okay. Uh, but you can do different things. Um, there's also the one where you use your experience points. Yeah. Uh, which at this point, like gaining levels kind of cease to be fun. Yeah. And it's only uh, like 25% um, of your, of your given level. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it, it, you know, it, and you only have to do it a few times. Like it kind of sucks, but uh, epic level feats are neither. <laughs> you know, are not epic and don't really feel like beats like right, right. Stat increases, uh, you know. Yeah, and like I mostly use that to get new spells uh, that yeah, didn't take up slots. Like oh, I'll cast Hellball. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll give us something in my feet suite so I can cast Hellball. Yeah, hell, hell, I'm I'm down with Hellball. <laughs> um, the uh, so you can do that thing where you eat your experience. The counterside to this, the kind of like weird elegance to this mechanic, is that when you feed increases um a stat that you have that's like uh hunger insatiability or something like that yeah, desire yeah. or you i don't I can't remember what it's, it's a little meter at the bottom that uh that, that's yeah. like on the left is a human silhouette and on the right is the kind of the silhouette of your crazy little devourer um avatar yes so the more you eat the more you want to eat yep. so your spirit meter will go down more so you have to eat further which is a really kind of elegant mechanical ex, you know uh, expression mm-hmm. uh, of the slippery slope of giving in to yeah to this this disease you know and, this curse and and that's part of the story you know we're gonna find this out over the course of maybe even this chapter i think but like people who are touched with this you're not the first obviously um mm-hmm. you know like the ultimate fate is you know they they're hungry they get hungrier until the hunger consumes them and they're left empty and then it moves on to whoever's next yes yep so this is now a thing you have to manage um <laughs> again i didn't have that big of a problem with it but you know, I, I think that the, they made the good path a little bit easier, which is they should have made it harder. Like right. suppressing should have been weaker, I think. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. 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 So like you're like, hey, what's what's going on? I just killed a god or I just nearly killed a god. Like for realsies this time. Um, and uh, you go and talk to the witches and like, hey, we can't help you. But if you go to the Ashenwood, uh, you can find this, uh, you know, storied fighter of spirit eaters, this woodman. Mm hmm. Yes. Yeah. And make sure um, that you kill Metal Man ahead of time. Yeah. Or no, <laughs> yep. uh, Magma Man or whatever. Yeah. Heat uh, Man. Fire, uh, Heat Man. Yeah. Magma Man. <laughs> Magma Man. Who are you? That's like, that's like three <laughs> games later. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I just played that game earlier today. I got like half the guys, but I didn't beat Heat Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I just beat two. Mm-hmm. 
Nice. So, I, I, yeah, I'm excited to, uh, to continue. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, that's where you're um, on your way. Also, um, you learn about Magna, uh, who is the dwarf actor. Yes. If you swing back by the veil, um, gives you the key. Lena has a secret room. Yes. Um, in the shadow realm. Specifically. <laughs> I love the conversation with, uh, with, with, uh, Magda because they only put on, um, very like pretentious plays, you know, just mm-hmm. like classical, you know, commedia del arte kind of stuff. Um, and one of these conversations you can have with her is like, uh, Gan comes in and says, ah, you should write a, you should write a play about, you know, a, 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 a handsome, a handsome dreamwalker who goes around and then like using dramatic tropes, like completely undoes him. By, oh, by, really? by, yeah, oh, by, man, I, I by that. like that's, that's accurately describing like, no, we need, he needs to be like insecure. He needs to be hiding behind something. He walks in dreams because nothing in real life is satisfying. <laughs> like it's so on point and funny. That's real good. And Gans like, well, you know, it started with a good concept, but you ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny. Yeah. Uh, I like that a lot. I, I bet you I, we, I know like from Twitter, like uh, Avalon wrote two companions. Mm-hmm. If I have to guess, I think it is actually him and probably uh, your exclusive companion. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't actually know that to be true. Right. But those are the ones in reading dialogue and stuff that feel like creations to me. Yeah. Um, him. So you have this key to the secret room. <laughs> it tells you, you know, a few days ago, uh, Linia actually burst out of her, this, uh, this portal. They're mm-hmm. like covered in blood. And uh, there's another red wizard woman there. Well, shit. <laughs> Got to go investigate that. Yeah. Um, so you head in there. Um, and it's this room full of uh, different portals. There are four gates, four, uh, you know, teleporters. Right. And a big, dumb looking clay golem. <laughs> um, and this is kind of a weird mechanic because you need him to open doors for you. Um, you can give him kind of a soul so he will work forever. Right. Um, or you can, there's kind of like little one-off things. Uh, yeah. I ended up giving him a soul. Yeah, like you, you reach into his core, you pull it out, you recharge it, and put it back in. Otherwise, you have to kind of like pay a spirit energy toll um, yeah. to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I recharged his core, and I think that's stat dependent whether you can like notice to do that. Yeah, or, yeah. or do it. Yeah. Um. So each of these gates, like <laughs> gate number one, is incoming, and you can bring in these gargoyles who were the ones who actually were sent out to uh, to res- you know, like to grab you. Yeah, some like weird, weird demon things. They're not precisely gargoyles. I yeah, think. I suppose. Yeah, they used to but, be people, um, but they were yeah. kind of like transformed, um, you know, by the by the red wizard students who they helped, and so yes. they're kind of like locked here. And they mentioned some of the some of the uh, um, fates of your companions, like Kelgar lived, Cora uh, obviously died. Like they saw some of them. We don't know all of them, but like yeah, like it's legit. They were there. They knew, they knew I was traveling with certain people. Yeah. Um. So and I love the parts where. You know, because the the common wisdom is like you don't need to play Neverwinter Nights two to play this. I think that's true. I think that the uh, the benefit for having played it is kind of cool, though. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and especially the kind of ending. There's a, a another little payoff thing that deals with those original companions at the end. Yeah. Um, but this idea, you know, being able to check in and it lets you kind of rewrite uh, things according to what you want to do. So I had the romance with um, Casavir, okay. um, and it's not canon in there. It allows you to be like. There was one there that was dear. One of your options is like, oh, there was a, a paladin there. He was dear to me. What happened to him? Yeah. And there's another one where you can be like, what became of the paladin? Yeah. yeah. So it allows you to kind of do revisionist history mm-hmm. uh, and have the story you want yeah. uh, from those characters. And we're going to it's going to play in. We're going to learn more about those characters, yeah. including a couple of them that have kind of major roles. Yeah. Um, at, at, minor, at, at no point uh, can you express regret over Grobnar dying. Yeah. <laughs> 
you do get to ask about him yep uh but that's that's really it <laughs> yep and there and there are occasional uh like one-off dialogue lines like uh we're gonna get to a place later where uh where a forest is caught on fire and you can ask hey was there a woman in robes who was like laughing as she was running yeah, yeah, away from yeah. it yeah yeah whether it was yeah which is right um i appreciate that um you can uh you learn about at this point um the slumbering coven Yes. I put that in my veins like that's, <laughs> I went way into that that Dark Souls boss um, in the in the sunken city. And they they are related to your curse. Yes. Um, you learn that. Um, and this one, you have a couple of different ways you can deal with them. Yeah, you can kill uh, them if you guys. want. Yeah, they, they want they were like, I, we've done a service and we mm-hmm. never got paid by the original person to keep you here. You know, uh, they ended up I failed to check or chose the wrong option and ended up fighting him. OK, uh, uh, not too big a deal. But. I, I bribed them because they wanted to take Lenny's remains and then oh. just kind of like loot everything. Whoop. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, they want Lenny's remains. I don't want to do that because uh, uh, Sophia doesn't want that. Right. The I didn't actually do this, but reading about it, the cool thing you can do is trick them into going into one. There's one of the oh, yeah, portals. Of this, like an incinerator. It's a disposal. It's a door to the elemental plane of fire that you can trick them into walking into. <laughs> yep. That's real good. Um, yeah. So you can you can trick them into walking into the garbage chute, but uh, I didn't I didn't do that. Yeah, I didn't have yeah. the stats for it or something. Yeah. Uh, there's another one that's like inbound, and that's where you fight some gargoyles, I, I, I believe. Yeah, like you can just open this up. There's a, a mysterious fourth portal that uh, yes. you have to like know a destination uh, to 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 send it to um, one yep. where the person had been before. So that's a little bit of the mystery that we're going to be working to solve. It's like where did this where where can this fourth portal go? Yep, uh, that's going to pay off. Yeah later um also as you when you approach the entrance to the village uh on your way out presumably to uh either go find the woodman or go search for the slumbering coven which are your two little this is the the middle act non-linear yeah portion yeah. of the program that that tends to be in these games um you run into this uh this kid from the hill tribe and he's like his life to come to mill center and he says uh you know if you head to the wells of larue um my tribe know a lot about your curse like hey i know exactly <laughs> what you are yeah and we will you know we will help you please come and we'll give you some information yeah so you have three yep. different places, like major places you can go, but there's a way you can go back to the uh, the vault and get a little bit more progress. Yes. Um, so- um, the, 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 this locked door was available to us mm-hmm. in the last chapter, but there's nothing to do with it. Yes. This uh, locked door in, in quotes, uh, yeah. the, this furnace. Yes. Um, so you kill some death knights and get a key um, and you get into this gigantic furnace where basically every worshiper of Merkel was disposed of um, uh, when, uh, when the change of power uh, took over it was you know pretty much everybody who was here men women children um innocents and guilty alike just kind of burned in this horrible horrible place and there is a there is a priest who is here acting as the one uh, acting as the like kind of the voice of reason or the voice of you know like the communicating force in this um <laughs> in, in this kind of uh, cavalcade of tortured souls uh, and so in order to um uh find something here you have to get like a like a replica uh, a replica gift sword that is that, that is inside of the furnace you have to clear out um some of the uh some, you know you have to clear out these spirits because otherwise they're going to keep you out um gary i assume you fought the spirits you um you uh so the the reason you can come back here is because you have the spirit eater curse now yes and you can activate it uh to do a couple different things um i taunted them to come out okay so and you end up fighting just a couple of them uh, no, 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 actually that's not true. Um, so I think it's when you save the bear at some point right around here, you get an ability that allows you to, instead of eating a spirit, like exercise it. Yeah. Oh, th- you get that here actually is, okay. is what it is. It's like, it's a grant rest or eternal rest yeah. or something like so that. It, 
that's what yeah. I ended up doing ultimately, but you still have to fight a couple of the spirits. Yeah, that's that, that's what I did too. But that doesn't so that only exercises the old man. Um <laughs> and Well you want to get the old man out of the way because inside here there's also uh this the child and the beast. Yep. Uh two characters that are that are in this that have not gone insane, that are in this writhing pile of spirits in this furnace. <laughs> yep. Um that only you can hear and talk to. Right. Nobody else in your party can uh can, can talk with them because they are not touched in the way that you are. Yeah. Um, and so you're talking to the child. He's a, uh, you know, uh, uh, I think that at some point he made it, he may have burned down his temple or something like uh, that. And like, this is, this is after you get rid of the priest who is trying to stop you from talking to them. Yes. Yeah. Um, like he's, and, a, he's afraid of the beast and the child yeah. and you can get rid of him. Like we, we can grant him eternal rest. You can also eat him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at this point. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other way is to invite not only the child, uh, but also all of these tortured spirits, the many into the kind of like, hollowed out husk of Akka that you're carrying around with you. And all of a sudden you have a new companion, this gigantic writhing mass of spirits led, led by this small child who only speaks in something called doom tongue that everybody <laughs> can understand. It's not a language, but people understand it uh, um, intrinsically. Uh, it is subtitled kind of eco talk a little bit like, mm -hmm. Um, and it is, it's like you or like the force that inhabits you. It is a force of kind of like pure, pure avarice and like self-indulgence. Yes. Yeah. This is, this is a, you know, this is an evil character, the likes of which we have not had in our party before. <laughs> um, you know, like Bishop's kind of a dickhead. You know, mm -hmm. he he was evil in that he's kind of like snarky. Yeah, this is this is like you know pure evil. Yeah, this, this is, is like a an amalgamation of, of murderers and like you know killers and you know tortured souls mm -hmm. and stuff. And the the fact that nobody so once this happens, um, it's a, it disappears ultimately. Like everyone mm -hmm. sees it, then it says like I I'm only seeing what I want to be seen. Mm -hmm. Disappears from everybody except for you, um, and everyone in your party is like whoa 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 uh, something you know, this feels is, wrong. <laughs> yeah, something would feel wrong. One of my my favorite like touches of this and i just write about this i didn't do it mm -hmm. is that your companions are vaguely aware that this is with them but they don't mm -hmm. know yep and that's so flavorful and cool like you can ask <laughs> it's like what do you think of one of many and they're like is that the thing i hear whispering sometimes when we camp like <laughs> yeah. i've seen this shadow around you out of the corner of my eye but i've never actually seen it yeah and just imagine they're like in battles and stuff they're seeing things fall mm -hmm. you know little like shadows burst out of, of people and them dying and everything and yeah. they don't know what's happening it's just this thing that follows you as your shadow yeah that's so fucking cool. <laughs> yep. And so, like, <laughs> like, ah. so, so here's the thing. I ended up taking this, um, you know, a, a because of my character, and B kind of because you directed me to to do that. Like, hey, you know, for for completion's sake, we should we should take these two different paths. I ended up not, not using one of many very much because, like, he starts out. So the child is a rogue, and throughout the yes. course of the game. Um, you can opt not to devour these kind of prominent characters in the story and instead have one of many eat them and become either a warlock or also a barbarian, uh, like much, much later on. Yeah. Um, I don't need a rogue in my party. And up to this point, I thought that rolling all with casters was going to be, was going to be a detriment, but I, I found my groove and eventually I learned to like fighting like that. Um, right. And so, like one of many initially didn't have a place in my party for combat purposes. Combat in this, if you're not, you know, kind of on top of it, can be very difficult. So I didn't end up spending a lot of time with him. And also, like, one of many is the key to doing all of those heinous things that I said were like just a little bit too a little bit too much for me on a playthrough where I kind of wanted to enjoy it as I would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's extremely intense. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, like to, to, you know, the things that one of many wants you to do, um, are very, very intense. Yeah. And, uh, and like, I'm into it, you mm-hmm. know, I get, I get the, you know, not wanting to do it if you're just going to play the, play the game once for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really looking forward to reading more about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think that it is, uh, it's pretty slick. Yeah. And, and the idea of just having this presence with you, the way it can kind of articulate, like it calls you master. <laughs> There's a great place where you, you can ask it why it calls you master. And then it's a, you know, it says, well, is there something you'd prefer for me to, you know, to call you? And, uh, you can then answer in a couple of different ways, you know, um, and you're like, yeah, call me the dark one, you know, or something, <laughs> something really ridiculous. And they, they're like way into it. Like, the one of many is just like, yes, call you know, me this is the outlaw. <laughs> yeah. This is the, uh, and it does the thing, the, the obsidian thing, like fallout to you where there's just a huge list of things you can make it call you, uh-huh. you know, similar to your picking out your boxer name. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not voiced so they can do a ton yeah. of shit with it. Yeah. Which I, I really love. <laughs> yeah. Um, super cool yeah way way into it um but regardless this is a way that you find a way forward which is you reach into the first and you find this uh replica of your old friend the silver gift sword yeah yeah um so you can head down to the next layer yeah yeah you still can't complete it though no no, there's another door down there yeah you get to the bigger you know kind of grander betrayer's gate Yes. Uh, which has a similar a similar slot in it, but you know this the, this thing will not take it. And what this just is, it's a way for you to test out possibly this ability to uh, grant rest, um, which is a way for you to devour the souls of the undead. Um, and I think it's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, Granting I never, rest is is a fine thing to do. I never I never felt bad about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well, you shouldn't. Yeah, you know. So like, granting rest is is good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, so this is the point where I did the Astral Lodge thing that we mentioned before, but uh, the first place that I went to um, after this was to go to the Wells of LaRue, uh, because it seemed like the most promising um, the most promising avenue to figure out about my curse, to go to this Hill mm. People tribe. Uh, on the way into this, you find a, uh, a, f- a farmhouse. If you have Gan with you, he's like, get away from my property! Yes, um, yeah, like, don't stick your dick in these holes! <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> uh, but he's just kind of like, hey, don't you come around here because... Because my daughter Anya is having dreams about you and she is like wasting away because all she does is sleep and she's obsessed with you. And yeah. Dan never entered her dreams. Like, you know, she's a she's a kid. So he didn't do this. And so like this is something we're gonna have to do later once I get the you know, once you get the ability to go into dreams willingly, not just with Gan kind of pulling you along, because her her resistance to this is too strong for you to overcome. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you can come back here later. Uh, the If you go to the Hill Tribe, which are these are actually something called the Uthraki, mm-hmm. um, which are people eating monsters that I don't know very much about. No. Um, not, the... to, not to lose my D&D license, but like, <laughs> I don't know the Uthraki very, very well. Yeah. I'm pulling up our monstrous manual to see if they're, to see if they're in there. Like they, they're, they're very bad at hiding their identities because it just takes like two dialogue prompts for them to say, yeah. like, yes, <laughs> like, we, we, we know much of your kind. And then broop, um, they, yeah. they all kind of uncloak. Um, they're kind of like yetis with bald heads and, and not like, you know, uh, curly bald heads, but like, <laughs> just like these pink exposed hats they look very Penis. goofy yeah 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 like, yeah like dicks um yeah. and uh and yeah like that like they are straight up cannibals and what they want you to do um is to lead some fresh meat they've been they've been uh sufficing on animals but what they want is the meat of sentience 
Yes. Uh, and when they say they know you, they know again. We've gotten these hints now, and they've out, you know they feel like they've already said it a couple times that there is a previous incarnation. Yeah. Of what you've done again, shades of torment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know other other spirit eaters. Yeah. They've seen before, and they they know them because of that. Um, and again, they're just kind of like there's a little bit of that element, like hey, I'm just like you, man. Like that scene in Falling Down. Yeah. yeah. You know where they're with the you know the Nazi uh, <laughs> thrift store. Yeah. Owner yeah. guy. You know. Um, and for, for me, I was just like, no, you know, cause I'm a good guy, not mm-hmm. going to do it. Just ended up fighting a bunch of Uthraki. Um, eventually you run into a bunch of like a clutch of their little kids mm-hmm. and, uh, one of, there's an adult there guarding them and it's like, you know, please don't kill them. Uh, Gon says, uh, for me, um, they're just going to grow up to be human eating monsters. Like you should definitely kill them now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaelin says, you know, they haven't done anything yet. It's a real minority report. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and I ended up staring them because I was doing super goody two shoes. But yeah. it ended up this whole thread kind of is a, a non-starter and a good playthrough. Yeah, um, this is a key to really, really satiating your thirst. Uh, sorry, your hunger in a uh, <laughs> in, in a morally dubious playthrough because you know you get the ability to like you can go and uh, outside of Molsantir, you can find these like religious extremist kind of people who are um, who who are lost. Right. They're kind of like Mm. they're real intolerant dicks. And uh, (laughs) although they do have kids with them and they have physical deformities, but you know, like, hey, if you take this shortcut through uh, the wells of LaRue, you're going to get where you're going much faster. Um, Okay. Strangely enough, that doesn't get you evil points. It gets you chaotic points, which seems to be either a bug or something that uh, maybe I don't understand the gravity of what I'm doing because I (laughs) (laughs) I sent them and sent them into like a monster. (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, I sent them to their death. Like I was like, I, I was serving them, serving them up on a platter. Uh, what you get for this is the ability to devour souls. So living people, like basically any any humanoid, uh, you can um, spirit devour and uh, mm. you know refill refill your uh, your meter. Yes, yeah. Which would you know? There are times when that would have been handy. Like I don't, you know, I was trying to eat a couple, people, <laughs> uh, but it was you know difficult for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a non-starter. Everything else here is kind of just a little weird, you know. Um, yeah. So here's another divergent point. Um, there is this like pool nearby with another ghost bear, and this is uh, Oko's tribe mm-hmm. uh, here. If you have Oko with you, it can be that you can kind of learn about uh, these are all the other old ghost bears uh, and ghost animals hmm. that he came from, and they kind of chide him for uh, you know leaving behind the old ways kind of thing. It's a little bit cliche. Um, you would pass some dialogue checks to avoid a fight and convince them that, um, you know, Oku's doing his best and he's a good guy. Yeah, and then yeah. you get some, some points for, for Oku. Oku is not a great character. Yeah. I was um, going to ask about that. Cause like, yeah. he's a, he's a rainbow bear, which sounds fine on paper. He, but look, like... he looks very cool. Like he looks like, um, uh, uh Okami. Like hmm. he's got, uh, the same, same coloration as Okami from, uh, Okami. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, he looks the, like an Okami. The titular, the titular Okami. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The, the eponymous Okami. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks like that, which is very sweet, I yeah. think. Um, but he, uh, and he's a very strong fighter. He has like, he starts with like 32 strength. Oh God. Or something like, like oh geez. Like that's, <laughs> um, you, you wanted you know, a tank? You wanted a yeah. tank? <laughs> so he's, he's incredibly strong. Um, you can't do anything with him. You don't choose his level. He just levels up automatically. He oh, yeah. doesn't do equipment. Um, because he has 32 strength, he can carry everything in the world. So he ended up being my, my yeah. pack mule as well. Um, uh, one and, of many is actually the same. You can't equip him with anything because he's incorporated. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, the, uh, but he, there's not a whole lot to him. Like he approves of, uh, strength in, in good, you right. know, so he kind of fulfills a similar, uh, kind of party 
alignment thing as Caitlin. Okay. You know, is, is into the same choices. Like uh, yeah. a lot of times you'll get the same kind of reactions. Hmm. Um, you do get cool benefits from your, your thing. Eventually uh, he gets, gives you, uh, if you show restraint, if you do suppression enough times around him hmm. and get his uh, level up with you, you get a feat that uh, changes the rate of your growth of like the, the meter that's like your hunger nice thing. Um, so like your spirit energy goes down to the same pace, but if you do eat somebody, it doesn't actually make your rate of, of that go up very much. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't find these bears here. Um, instead I found this, uh, another one of these wells you can go drink from and you can enter a dream that ends up being very, very yes. important. Yeah. I did that. that that's a, uh, I did that as well. Yeah. Uh, it look, I, I think you did find the bears because in the notes you have spirit bears want revenge for Oku. Oh, okay. Yes. I yeah, looked over there that. There was just a fight though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there we go. Um, okay. <laughs> but going on to the, the dream, the more important part. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in here, you find an old man who was once, uh, once a spirit eater. Most of these, like all these dreams that you go into, they resemble kind of the topology of the barrow where mm-hmm. the, uh, where the spirit eaters were, he- or were, uh, were held. Um, and so you're like walking down this path and then there's like a like a little copse or a grove um, at the end of it, um, and you also encounter a boy who was who was Akachi's brother. Uh, his name uh, his, his given name was Evashi, but then he became Aramon um, after Akashi uh, or Akachi rather um, did his thing. Uh, we've had a chance right now to kind of read about the Betrayer's Crusade. Like eventually, at some point, you're able to find a book that kind of explains. Mm-hmm you know, this, uh, this kind of historical figure who, you know, became kind of this cursed fallen person because he waged a war against his God. And that is Akachi and that is the betrayer. Um, but like he plays a very small role in these first couple chapters in the first half of this game, it is very much kind of in the margins. And this content here is very much optional. Like what we're doing here by going and going into this dream and talking to the boy, talking to the betrayer's brother and getting this piece of mask is actually a piece for the, for the real ending of the game or one of the endings of the game to get, to get the, the, the quote unquote good ending, the most advantageous ending for yourself. Um, you also get a lot of background. This is a place where you get a lot of, uh, companion influence with, uh, gone because if you have good standing with him, he can go into these dreams with you. Yes. And if you keep taking him with you, uh, into these things, uh, that pays dividends with those, that relationship. Yeah. Um, so having gone with you, and it's also very useful because there tends to be a fight. Yeah, like you fight yeah. a bunch of wizards at the end of this yeah. in order to get this piece of a mask. It was so fun to roll around with gone. It's like as the dream police. Yeah, man. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, Te- teach me your ways. Like let's go, let's go do some dream fingering of barmaids, buddy. Like it doesn't just have to be fingering. Come on. Well, no, okay. Well, you want you to push her too? <laughs> me and you, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I wish I hadn't said that. I'll put a marker. You can. I'll, I'll, I'll blank it out. So who even knows what I said? Um, <laughs> we'll blank out what I said too, if you can. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll blank. We'll blank out. It'll be all bleeps. Um, just, just for like uh, forty-five seconds. Yeah, let's go into dreams and just be. <laughs> Teach me your ways. <laughs> Four minutes of silence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is an important beat. But right now, it's disconnected from 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 pretty much anything in the story aside from this book that we may have read. Yeah, it's just it's just enigmatic nonsense. Really <laughs> cool. I love it. <laughs> uh, but, but but you know, super cool. But again, just kind of like I have no idea what this is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You gotta move on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so we can go to Ashenwood, and this is this is a little ways up the uh, up the up the coast. Uh, there's a little bit of a side quest you can do on the docks 
um, uh, as you're trying to get the boat for this. There's uh, there's another <laughs> another uh, theater in this place, more of a bar. It's called the Sloop, and they do they do more of a like popular stuff. They they consider the the, the Vale to be incredibly snooty. Um, and this is a little bit of a Moss Eisley kind of place. If you go here, like a bunch of pirates are are kind of like posted up. And uh, you can actually fight them and uh, even go and find their hideout on the shadow version of the docks. But when you walk back out, the bartender says, hey, you broke X number of tables because I was casting AOEs like it was nothing. Um, And that's another minor mechanical thing is that like your AOEs will or any of your spells will affect the environment and destroy stuff. Um, In in certain places, like not in all places. In this one, it's very funny because when you hover over those chairs and tables, it says like fragile chair, (laughs) delicate table. Yeah. Uh, they have titles that, that suggest this. Like it's just kind of a weird little detailed joke. Like it doesn't it's not a major mechanic because money is like certainly no object. Oh yeah. No, I had like point. two million dollars at the end yeah. of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like literally was... every magic item I find that I can't use is worth twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah. Like you know, I, I, I want for nothing. I'm post scarcity. Yeah. Yep. But it's uh but it's it just it's just funny to be given a bill on your way. Out. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. Um but uh you know that they, they have these boats that are controlled by magic words. Uh, of course, the magic word for the boat is Wendersnaven. That's um, very and, funny. <laughs> and so, the, so where you're taking a sentient boat to, like that's just kind of a cute <laughs> little detail. Like, toot toot, all aboard! Yeah. Yeah. Bye, we're back, friends. Uh, very nice. <laughs> yep. Uh, and you go up the river um, to uh, to this uh, uh, fort that it's a, it's a Telthor outpour, uh, outpost. Uh, the Telthor are kind of these spiritual uh, kind of rangers, almost, who mm-hmm. wander the Ashenwood. Um, and it's kind of under attack by these blighted treants. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so you, you fight out the treants here. And uh, you run into the, the kind of elder witch here you're told to meet um, on your way here. This, uh, this liaison. Um she won't help you. She's sitting behind a desk the whole time, and she's like, no, you bring Hellfire and Death wherever you go. Yep. We, um, <laughs> like, just, hey, you know all that blight? Like, that only happened when you, like, like, like when you woke up from that barrow where you woke up. So yes. fuck you. Go. Yep. Um, her, uh, her younger companion, however, kind of, like, way lazy by the side. She doesn't have authority because she isn't old enough, but she gives you a couple of leads um, about, yes. uh, about where you can go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, essentially, you know, they give you, this is the... the the, the game is actually has like a remarkable restraint of doing the like go do the three tasks. Right. Yeah. This things, is like, you know, but this, this is the is, most degree this is one of those. for that. Yeah. yeah. And it's actually it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> so. One of the things is there is like a spirit well that is uh, has been uh, uh, disheveled or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a guy like a spirit wandering outside. And they're like, yeah, it's been taken over by these frost giants. Um, you head over there. This is great. This is super funny. (laughs) I was laughing out loud. Like that never happens when I, when I play these games. So they, uh, it's a, this, this frost, frost giant, uh, Jarl, uh, who was kicked out of his, like his tribe. He became the Jarl and then he got exiled. Right. Like what's the order of events? (laughs) So, 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 so what happened is this is the tribe where anybody can challenge the Jarl or the Jarl or however you want to pronounce that. 
um, in order to become the new Jarl, and the old Jarl gets uh, g- gets exiled. Um, yes. ho- however, <laughs> um, eventually the numbers dwindled, and th- this guy. Uh, it's a little bit of a ship of Theseus kind of thing. So the person who unseated the the the, the Jarl that we're talking to here um, was unseated by like the smallest and weakest member and saying like, oh, like what what remains of your tribe? What's going on? Like, it's just him back where we used to live. Like all yeah, of us. That, that, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. The youngest and shittiest giant won because like he like tricked him or something. Yeah. But then the rest of the trial decided tribe decided to go on in exile <laughs> with the old Jarl. Yep. So there's a tribe of one. We never meet this guy, but there's like one little small, sniveling, pathetic croc giant <laughs> yep. who is the tribe. But, These guys are all the exiles. Yeah, but they're but they're not the tribe. They're all exiled. And so yeah. it doesn't matter that like this is the entire tribe. It's like uh it's like breaking up the band only to reform without one person. Yeah. <laughs> Very, very funny. Yeah. Um, and they're not, again, it's not just like they're just going to fight you. You can uh, you can say, like, well, if anybody can challenge, I'll challenge. Yeah. And you do this kind of weird, like, keep away like game <laughs> yeah. where there's a, a like a, a crown that they try to get you and they make runs from the outside of this island mm-hmm. to get this crown. You stand in the middle and you just have to hit them you know hurt them until they run away right right uh stop them from getting this crown yeah and if they pick it up like a timer starts and then so it's 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 a great use of the mechanics actually like this is this is a really engaging section because like the timing is really really important mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, this is this is a funny also because you can say hey you guys need to think of a better system because i'm not even a frost giant and i'm technically your king <laughs> yeah. so i need you to leave this island <laughs> so yep. and, so i can get yeah. the spirit water from inside of that smoke <laughs> yep very funny uh they, they do so at this point and that's kind of that what that one third um you go to uh this is kind of a weird cool bit too oh the burning grove yeah yeah you go to this burning grove this little side map uh where there's this thing called the shape of fire which <laughs> is like a elemental personification of the desire to burn yeah it's a i mean it's a little bit of a mirror of you almost yeah, well, yeah, like, exactly. like themes you know what, like, yep, themes yeah, yeah. <laughs> foreshadowing um yeah uh, but, um, you know, there are a couple of ways you can, you can do this. I can't remember all of the details because I'm like, fuck it, man, this place is already destroyed. Let me burn this place down with you. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, so yeah, you can, you can burn it down uh, with him. And this is all stuff, you know, to make the, the green man, the wood man come out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, you, like you're, you're, you know, what you're ultimately getting. So from that, from, from the frost giants, like that Island, you got some like pure, pure water. And from doing this, regardless of how you end up solving this, you end up uh, getting some, you know, so, some ash of the sacred wood. Yeah. And those are things you end up using for a quest that you have next on the list. Yeah. Like uh, to help Narlthorn, which I, I came to first. Okay. But helping Narlthorn and uh, getting rid of this, uh, this blight is one of the things you need to make Green Man pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. here you can uh, you can burn the, the forest. You can also uh, try to fight this guy off. Um, you, you use ice spells on each tree to stop them from burning mm. and then he'll fight you and you fight him down to, uh, when he's nearly dead. Uh, and then you can either, uh, you know, let him go or devour him. And I ended up devouring him, uh, because I was like, Oh, this guy's, this guy's an asshole. And my whole party hated it. Oh, they're like, no, he's just doing his nature. You know, like <laughs> fire's got to burn, you know, birds got to fly. Like I was very surprised at, at that they were not on board for me eating this fire spirit. Yeah. You know, but uh, that's how I, it was a suboptimal way to solve this quest. But that's how I ended up doing it. Yeah. So um, Narlthorn is a, a gigantic treant who's kind of he's fallen over and he can't get up. Um, but, yes. uh, you know, he 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 had contracted the blight and it went it, it had been dormant for a very long time. And it uh, returned again uh, when I awoke in the barrow when uh, when the spirit eater came came back to this world. And he says, hey, we need you to appeal to the goddess of this forest 
um, by going to uh, email Vale and, uh, you know, uh, presenting this anointment to the forest elementals at the red tree. Yes. Um, so you head there and you fight some, some wyverns on the way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you get there, you talk to these two witches. Um, and this is pretty cool. Like I like, I like these two characters a lot. Yeah. Um, they're kind of cranky and it's very, it's very like Shakespeare. It's very like, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah, they they, they know, they know more than you, you know, it's, it's very, that's very, uh, 12th night kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you show up there, um, you can then pray at the tree if you have all the reagents. And uh, they, that'll clear the blight. Um, they also will talk about how in this area, uh, there's, a, there's a rock off in the distance. It's like the dreaming rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you fall asleep in the shadow of this rock, uh, the barrier will be very thin between you and the world of dreams. Um, so this is where we get our second uh, second dream. Yes. That leads into the end game. Yeah. Um, and this is a place where there are you know, several people who formerly bore the gift um, who are guarding a red woman who is at the center of this grove. Um, and they're guarding her because she is like an anchor for this dream. She is what, uh, she, she is what's kind of keeping them alive in this, in, in this half alive realm. Um, and so if you do this battle, which is very, very difficult, um, you know, you kill them and the red woman, uh, who looks very much like Sophia. And we've learned, we've heard about this, uh, another red woman who was in play, um, mm-hmm. you know, back, back with Lenia, uh, she gives you another mask fragment, you know, the, yes. the one related to, you know, again, the red woman. So we have the, the child and the red woman's fragment now. And yes. this is again, very important. These mask fragments, um, uh, and a game called mask of the betrayer, a big deal. Yes. Um, there's also, uh, if you go a little bit further, there is the, uh, the bull, uh, bull ice hag <laughs> yeah, uh, who's there. This. Yeah. This is, this is really great. This is like uh, a saint, so this, like if, if there is a fantasy saints road, this is what you would be doing in it. <laughs> like going and melting the ice. Yep. So, or, so yeah. she can hide. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, so she, um, she's kind of posted up in this area and uh, there's a couple of different interactions you can have with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I love there's tons of flavor text with Gan here, too, where he talks about how to deal with hags. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and boy, am I waiting to get to the hag chapter of the Bolo <sighs> book. Like, yeah. I, I like I like hags. <laughs> um, so uh, she's an ice ice hag. She's trying to stay away from the two witches because they're kind of like natural enemies. And they keep driving her off. Uh, <laughs> and outside of her cave, there's all this snow and stuff in this otherwise very verdant area. So she's like, hey, help me hide from these witches. Like, go melt that snow, uh, you know. <laughs> so you go and you cast them to fireballs uh, to melt the snow and then go back to the witches. And the witches are not falling for it. Yeah. Uh, at least for me. Um, I don't uh, know if it's a they, I don't they, think they, check dependent. They, 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 were, they were skeptical. I just had to pass a diplomacy check or a bluff check in order to get past it. OK, you know, yeah. it, it must be bluff because I didn't I never leveled bluff. I just did mm-hmm. diplomacy. Yeah. Um. So my, my bluff wasn't high enough. They didn't believe me. Okay. Uh, so ultimately, I, I went back and, and killed the hag. Okay. Uh, for for those guys, but <laughs> this, she will also give you um a, a weird ice magic item that can help you uh, put out the trees. But oh, you can yes. also just use uh you know cone of cold. Oh, that's cool. So, like I I, yeah. I I like being able to use that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so you've done this. You have you know you've mixed this together. You've anointed the red tree and the spirit. Um, <laughs> the, the the spirit is back. Um, however, you go back to the outpost and Nadaj, the older witch. Um, or no, Nadaj, the younger, which is telling me that, uh, Delenka is the one who is sabotaging, who is sabotaging the Ashen Wood and that, um, this is what you, you know, what you need to do is convince these berserkers that are kind of serving her to kind of like do this coup, right? So that, uh, Nadaj can take power and stop the destruction of this, of this place you've been kind of exploring and trying to save, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you go in and convince the berserkers, um, different tacks and different kind of checks mm-hmm. as you go through and it's going to make a, a difference in this fight. 
Uh, eventually you go inside the thing and you're like, Hey, <laughs> you're on trial. You know, like this is, you know, you're getting deposed. She comes out, um, and you fight her first. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You do. It's kind of yeah. like, Hey, well, what she, she she says, Hey, you're being tricked, but if this is the way it has to be, it has the answer way it has to be. Yeah. Um, and so the, uh, uh, the berserkers join you in the fight and you end up killing Delenka. Um, but then Nadaj has kind of been gaslighting you. She says, wait a minute, let's, we, we need to kill, we need to kill the, 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 shard bear because he just killed our superior. And then, and then everybody turns to fight you. Whoa. Like, <laughs> wait yeah. a minute. But, but, but like, I, I think literally, but, but, but is one of the, uh, yes. <laughs> dialogue options you can take. Um, so, yeah. so you end up fighting at all of them. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, and, and then uh, Nadaj has done this because you know she she isn't so much sabotaging it, but she has kind of become you know again possessed by the spirit of this forest of the pain of uh, of this forest, and she runs away uh, back to the center of the ashen wood again. Themes um, <laughs> and brings you into this huge fight. This is a very difficult fight. I had to retake it because it's a little bit of a puzzle, right? Because you're fighting yeah. not just this gigantic tree in the center, but also these trees that are sprouted up around it and all of the guardians um, that are kind of infinitely respawning um, until until the trees are put down. Yeah, the trees which are called uh, genus loci, right? Or genus loci trees. Um, this is a place where I've seen online, if you want to, you can just kind of grind forever. <laughs> I don't know why anyone <laughs> would ever do that in this yeah. game. But these, these enemies will just kind of continually respawn. Hmm. Um. The tricky part was I never felt like my spells were doing adequate damage to the the genus loci, mm-hmm. so I ended up controlling uh, Oku and just having him you know do his power swipes or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. uh, he gets two attacks per round at this point. He has thirty two strength. Like he's does tons of DPS. Yeah, and just leading him around to these trees, but that just left all of my like squishiest companions. Yeah, yeah, you know, up by the tree. So this is pretty tricky. Um, this it didn't take me two tries, but I barely made it. Like several of my people died. Um, and the weird way that like. The reason why druids are a shitty class is because they can't resurrect. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, the fact that Gan cannot bring people back to life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Not at this point, but later in the game, I actually ended up consoling myself in a rod of resurrection. Oh, yeah. Because I was so sick of, like, just having one person who could bring <laughs> people back. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and, the, and, like, also I had it with me at the end of the, the last game, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was like, uh, did, uh, yeah, you know, he, <laughs> so, so I mean, the gargoyles didn't take it. You had, you had it hidden. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it works in my head cannon. Um, you eventually do this though. You, you have to kill all the little trees and then kill the big tree, do enough damage to them. And then the, uh, the wood man, green man comes out. Yeah. Um, and the wood man, you know, this, uh, the, like the true spirit of this forest cannot help you, you know, even though he has slain the, the, the spirit eaters past, like that is not a path because if you, if you die, uh, if you die in the game, you die in real life. If you die as a spirit eater, it'll just jump to somebody else. Yes. And that that's an important piece of kind of information about this curse. Like, is that like it is tied to you as far as we know. Yeah. Um, and uh, you are kind of bearing it. The fact that you're bearing it, in my case, like trying to suppress it and stuff mm-hmm. uh, is kind of the best possible outcome. Right. For it. You know, having yeah. it on somebody well, who's responsible. <laughs> the best possible outcome for what for, was for it to remain sealed deep underground where it couldn't jump to anybody. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that, you know, did, did not happen. Right, right. Uh, for, for reasons of love. Yeah. Um, which is actually a good place to to stop it for this episode, I think. Yes, it is. Because, you know, you, you can choose what to do with the Woodman. I opted to be like, you know, you, the, the temptation is to devour him like you devoured Oku, possibly. But I suppress mm-hmm. that. Um, and everybody's very impressed that I worked against my own will. Um, mm-hmm. I imagine you did the same. Yeah. 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 Um, one mechanic that we didn't talk about 
But when you devour people, you get their individual souls. Yep. Um, all of which uh, can be made into like incredibly powerful magical items mm-hmm. uh, through that uh, that crafting system we mentioned before. So that is one of the reasons why you might want to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I would have, I, you know, I, I would have been I, more engaged with that. I just don't play this as a as a loot game. No, I, I I don't really either. Like if there was a if this was in a weird way if this was like Neverwinter Nights two and then you brought this into a, a higher level thing, which mm-hmm. at some point you know it's like a level thirty, like it gets ridiculous. But you. Uh, if there was more game after this, if there's a, if it was really necessary mm-hmm. to min max, um, I yeah. could see that being a more tactical, interesting trade off. But mm-hmm. at some point, like I just, you know, stopped picking up stuff. Yep. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, even like a cool looking thing is like, it's, oh, it's, an identified ring. Like there's almost no chance I can use this. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm already like rolling with some really baller gear. So why would I do that? And that's one of my favorite things about Western RPGs, mm-hmm. you know, is like getting interesting cool gear you know I, I feel like a lot of times in uh eastern rpgs like there's more of a linear path like yeah, yeah. and 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 to be fair in modern western rpgs yeah you know, it's like oh this is just slightly better armor um old like western rpgs tend to have crazy shit mm-hmm. you know it's like oh man like this like it's like that crossbow that gave me haste all the time like that's mm-hmm. such a that play changes the way you play fundamentally and is very yeah. cool or, or like a named gun in fallout or something like that yeah yeah exactly you know at the very least like, it has this kind of flavor and can actually be different um it's very weird that I love this game as much as I do when it kind of jettisons that entire side of this genre that I like. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't jettison it. It just doesn't feel as important as yeah. as the stuff that it does really, really well. It's, it even, jettison is the wrong word. It even makes it better. Like yeah. it's more interesting with this crafting system, which is actually kind of good. It just mm-hmm. and it's not even so much that I'm not doing that because I am engaging in the story stuff. It's just it doesn't provide a need on the other side of the equation. Right. You know, which is a. Uh, not not a fatal flaw by any means, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of a you know mild bummer. Yeah. Um, as we said, we're going to call it there. Um, we're going to get back into the the rest of it uh, next week and talk about uh, finally who this original betrayer was and why we were put in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, starting off with this uh, this slumbering coven. Yeah. Uh, but for now, though, uh, so we're doing that. We are, and we'll do our wrap up thoughts then as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, it's too late to send in responses. Um, if you have something really cool, um, go ahead. But the uh, we're, we're recording the um, exosode in the same kind of uh, gasp as this one, just because of uh, holidays and stuff. Um, and that'll come after all of those. After that, however, uh, we're going to be playing Mega Man two and three. Yes. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm sure you have stories about that. Mm-hmm. So you can hit us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Um, it can be a response about both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just to reiterate, you know, not looking for reviews, looking for for stories and individual observations. Yes. Um, after that, we are doing Dishonored 2. The uh, the most the most new game we've ever played for the show. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, we're justifying it by saying, hey, watch out for Lens Flare is black <laughs> is back. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that is uh, that that is something that we did a couple of years ago. Uh, Dishonored 2 is kind of so good. Uh, that it's hard to ignore. Uh, we would like to apply our treatment to that. And we covered mm-hmm. Dishonored 1, so it's a nice, uh, you know, there, there's continuity there. Yeah, and, you know, people are going to be playing it after yeah. post-Christmas sales and stuff like that, after Christmas, like, uh, and the holidays, people will get this as a gift, and yeah. uh, people will play along and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then uh, do, and then after that, that's 150. Yes, and 150 the, is, yeah. uh, we, we, we announced it last time. Oh, we so, announced it, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, that is uh, Castlevania uh, Symphony of the Night for the PlayStation Yes, the specific one. Uh, any way you want to play it, you can. Mm-hmm. There's a PlayStation version. You can emulate it. You can play the version that's weirdly hidden inside the <laughs> PSP port. Of... You, you, could, you can play the version that is taped to the back of that gravestone in the PSP port of Dracula X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, very strange 
way to unlock a entirely different and you know equally good mm-hmm. if not better game yeah uh, i like it better but like i know that's yeah, yeah. Not controversial no. but i mean not, not, not every not everybody shares that yeah. opinion there's there, there's plenty to recommend both yeah i yeah i like them both too um track down the the weird sega saturn version with the extra <laughs> content that's not supposed to be very good um play the game.com version uh the, the, which i don't think actually came out but uh there's lots of different ways to to play it yeah um so yeah. Yep. I uh, I think I'm going to play it on the PlayStation version for the original voice acting, Me even too. though I like the PSP. I like playing that on the go quite a bit. So. Yeah. Well, you can get the PlayStation version and play it on your Vita. Oh, you're right. Yep. That's true. For a little while, that wasn't true. Like the only way you could get it is through the weird Dracula X uh, hidden hidden um, thing. But now d- you can download d- it on the double, console. Double check that. I think it's a, I'm, I'm assuming that. Yeah, I think I think it is true as well. But okay. if, if not, it's OK. There's plenty of ways to do it. Yep um yeah i'm really looking forward to that i, re- I really love that game me too um we have plenty yeah. in store after this um mm-hmm. and uh, it's a bunch of stuff that i'm really excited about 2017 is going to begin with a bang um and it's going to be a continuous bang the entire time through yeah as we cover soul reaver 2 soul reaver 3 <laughs> soul reaver 4 soul reaver 5 back in the habit soul reaver 6 rapping granny's death revenge um yeah i'm looking forward to it too if you uh, like this show if you want to also in 2017, we're rolling out the uh, produced episodes where Patreon backers are choosing uh, those. Those are that's all going to start then. Um, those are that, that's full right now. Uh, yep. Every all those thoughts, but we'll get to you. Like if you want to support us at that level, we would love it. That will get you a chance to do something we will do eventually. So yep. it is uh, the show has we have no plans to stop. Right. So we will, we will get to it. Um, we're doing one of those a quarter. We'll announce the first one uh, when appropriate, mm-hmm. and yes. uh, you can get on that queue. We also have a poll coming up as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which you have to be a patron to uh, to participate in that as well. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do or if you're not, you know, uh, don't have the money to spend quite to that level. Um, I know it's a cliche. We say it all the time, but just a little bit really does help. Yeah. So putting in that it two does. bucks to get us into the slack. If, you know, everybody listened to this who doesn't patronize us did that, it would be ridiculously huge yes so yep and everybody benefits from that too over the course of 2016 we started three new shows which is insane um mm-hmm. monster in my podcast which is uh, uh kind of a uh entry by entry look at the monsters manual from second edition uh days of future cast which gary does with jeremy greer talking about uh the x-men animated series and x-men related media and uh radio free midworld which is a podcast about the dark tower series of books that i do with a whole rotating panel of uh kind of like uh, both people who are huge fans of the series and have read it forever and also new folks who are coming in with a fresh perspective. Yeah. And we are, there's also uh REM show, which mm-hmm. is going to start 2017 as well. Yes. Uh, so 2017 is already huge. Um, <laughs> if you're a patron, I've been doing um, like kind of bookshelf unboxing things yeah. as well. Uh, videos. So those are just, you know, cause they're easy to do. I don't want to do production values on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, just taking them and uploading them. But I've got a bunch of weird old nerd shit uh, <laughs> that I think is interesting. Yeah. So uh, I've been doing those. So there's little little intangibles as well. I'm I'm gonna put up. Um, I think on uh on actual Christmas, I think I'm going to put up a zip file of all of the teenage dirtbag stings. Oh, nice. As a, as a Christmas gift for people. So if you want to hear <laughs> nine all ninety uh, of those. There are 90 of them. Um, uh, also, listen to Teenage space. Dirtbags. It's so fucking good. <laughs> Teenage Dirtbags is, is very fun. And that, uh, also just by bookkeeping that and check out Comrade on hiatus probably through January. Yeah, so we yeah. can bank up some episodes and take some time off. Yeah. But those are coming back and there's plenty uh, in the archives. Mm-hmm. So there's tons of stuff. Yeah, uh, essentially. And uh, we really appreciate your support if you're able to do it. Yeah, it makes a big difference. I just checked. Castlevania is playable on the PS Vita. 
So yeah. PS3, PSP, and PS Vita. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we look forward to you uh, to joining us uh, next episode and in all of 2017 and 18, as long as we uh, before until we die. Mm-hmm. And uh, what should they watch out for until next time, Cole? Uh, I mean, watch out for adult, or you know, watch out for the hunger if you dare. <laughs> watch out if you dare. Yep. Beware if, you, you if you're brave enough to beware. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Son of Mask, man! I fucking... we all forgot Son of Mask. <laughs> y'all for y'all forgot about Son of Mask. Yeah, yeah. it's a um, <laughs> yeah. I was all about the mask as a kid. I was. Uh... I, I I liked it a lot. I yeah. And pet Sem- and or no, I said pet, <laughs> pet cemetery. Ace Ventura Pet Cemetery. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>